What's up, world? Gerald Cooper here, Geek Goodness Podcast Network, Geek Goodness Reviews. Tonight, we look at WandaVision 1 through 8. We're going to hit as many points as we possibly can tonight. We're not going to get to everything, but we're going to absolutely do our best. With me tonight, Manny. Manuel, how are you doing, sir? I'm not doing too bad. Uh, episode nine is going to be tomorrow, so we're recording this day before. I'm excited, so 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 this should this should be a really good show uh, for all of us to be leading into into tomorrow's uh, final episode. Good, glad glad to be with you tonight, man. Oh yeah, for Penny. sure. Vince, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, just like I'm sure everybody else, I'm very excited for uh, the finale, the bittersweet finale, but. Um, just uh, just on edge. Can't wait to talk about it. Can't wait to watch it. Uh, I, it's been a hell of a show, hell of a journey. I'm 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 excited about all facets of it. Great, but bittersweet's interesting. I think we might uh, we might start off with with that. Um, and Liel, sir, how are you this fine evening? Oh, I'm I'm peachy. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, I'm, I'm, peachy. I'm I'm peachy. I'm I'm. You know, you it's, 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 it's been a, uh, you know, it's been a, a crazy day, but, you know, I'm excited. We got episode nine tomorrow. Um, you know, excited to see where it, it goes. I'm going into it with zero expectations, zero theories. The I'm just going in fresh. So yeah. whatever blank happens, slate. happens. This is a blank slate. Um, there's no disappointments either way. Um, I think up until now, everything's been good. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Agreed. Everything's been excellent. This has been um, a fun show. Uh, it's, you know, roller coaster ride emotionally. Um, I'm really enjoying myself. And I know everybody mm. else is. So to start off, Vinny said, um, what, what is it specifically you said, Vinny, that, uh, bittersweet yeah so there is a um one of the uh the directors oh i think it is the director he is saying that most people won't be happy with this ending now mm-hmm. broad, broadly speaking you can't make everybody happy right secondly like i, I don't know how many great series had a great ending a great yeah. satisfying ending I can think of Breaking Bad. Um, I, myself, I love Mad Men's ending. Um, but then you get your Dexters, you get your, oh, oh, broke our heart. Um, <laughs> we, Manny and I were so pissed that um, uh, Dragon Lady, what show were we? Oh, uh, Game, Game of Thrones. Oh my God. We were so, <laughs> we so distraught at those last two seasons. Season eight um, doesn't exist. No, right, exactly. Uh, start start with you, Vinny. What do you think he's trying to say? He's trying to say that if Mephisto isn't in episode nine, don't lie, motherfuckers. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I think it's the, you know, geek community has a lot of opinions. And when you have a show that's weekly based on uh, a, decades of source material, there's so many different stories and angles that people are hoping for and speculating and we've seen people hoping expecting demanding everything from 
uh, Thon, however you pronounce his name, to Mephisto, to Reed Richards, to uh, Magneto, to everybody under the possible umbrella of related to story-wise or relatively uh, Wanda in any way, shape, or form, people have wanted to see on this show. And they have one more episode to, um, you know, finish that up. And there's no way that they're going to make everybody happy with all the different things that are expected of this show. And they may not even have uh, a finite ending plan. It might just branch off into the Dr. Strange film. So he may mean that from a, you might not get your uh, character that you've been expecting to see uh, in this episode. B, you might not get the resolution to the story that you might expect because she may develop into a, a force for phase four on a whole. And C, you are dealing with a community the community that's very tough to uh, Im- impress just yes, in general. And D, I feel like uh, the best way to ensure that everyone is going to enjoy something Sometimes it's reverse psychology. That's what I was thinking. Like he's trying to lower the expectations a little bit. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. I mean that's what I do with. That's what you do with kids, right? You know, you don't <laughs> tell them you're going to Disney World. You tell them they're going to the dentist, and then when they get in a car and realize you're headed down to Florida, they're like what? <laughs> so, so maybe that's it. Who knows? But I know that, like Leo said, no expectations. I've had so much fun in this season so far that if the ending isn't, you know, doesn't blow my balls off, I'm I'm still okay. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I I don't I don't I don't feel like it's going to be a dissatisfying. And I mean, sometimes you you know you don't get exactly what you want, but that doesn't mean what you're given is yeah. correct. Yeah, Manny, I, I, are you worried about that statement? Oh, Vinny, did you have something else? I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm good. I mean, no, because I never really had any expectations for a finite ending, as it were, because I always knew that this was gonna. They they announced at the very beginning before the shows, um, were even we were even really in full production or anything that it was gonna lead into. Um, Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange 2. So I almost at this point would prefer not to have any kind of finite ending to be left on edge for that movie. Yeah, I don't want it wrapped up neatly. There's so much yeah. more to do. Yeah, and, and, and I think so far, especially with the way that they, you know, each week progressing, Marvel has kept us on our toes. You know, so like, like there, there's so many different theories because they feed us so much and red herrings here and, 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 you know, clues here that, that lead to something, uh, you know, way da- later down the road. So the Marvel is so good at, at kind of doing the, doing that sort of thing that, yeah, some of us get our predictions right and stuff like that. You know, I've had some like overreaching theories that, that, that have come true, but it's still, it's still, keeps that sense of adventure and so if there's no finite netting that's what you're going to get you're going to still kind of feel feel that adventure of the show leading into something completely else yeah you would you would hope you would hope you would hope leo are is, is he over prom is he under promising so he can over deliver no i i think um he's made it quite plain i mean like you said the story is been 
about Wanda and her loss. Um, that's that's the journey that we're on. It's Wanda. Um, everything that she's actually had to endure over the years. Everybody else, you know, they're just players, and you know, towards a definitely towards a much bigger picture, big, a bigger scheme. So, you know, I don't think you know. There's been so many theories, you know, so many you know, expectations that, you know, a lot of people need to have fulfilled instead of just enjoying the show with a blank slate and just saying, you know what, whatever comes is going to come. And I'd rather enjoy the surprise, but I mean, it's good to have your theories. It's good to have your, you know, your speculation, stuff like that, but you got to also, you can't forget the narrative. You can't forget the show. The show is WandaVision. It's about Wanda. You know, it's about Wanda's relationship with vision, but at the same time, don't be disappointed if at the end of the show he's dead. Like you know, if he's dead, we we know this, you know. And there's a possibility that she may experience loss all over again. You know what I mean? But this is something that we know. We know it's a much bigger scheme. We know that she's supposed to be in multiverse of madness. You know, um, whoever the you know this big or this big reveal is in the very end i'll be satisfied either way you know what even if there's no reveal i'm going to be satisfied because there were so many different points in the show that were completely entertaining you know what i mean we had the storyline between you know wanda and vision we had you know um the storyline uh you know with sword you know we have the the storyline with monica you know, there's so many different aspects of the show that's already entertaining and they're they're kind of sewing everything together. Like we have so and to be quite honest, in my opinion, we have so many characters already in the show that I'm invested in to add someone else at the very end. It's like, well, if you do, you do. You don't, you don't. I'm still going to be happy about it. So I think he's already told us in the very beginning, like this is strictly about Wanda and he's also saying that you know he's hoping that the end is the ending is promising and that every and people enjoy it so that's what I plan on doing yeah and and I, I've said it a million times myself I think we are let down by our own expectations by not letting the work be the work like we, mm. we walk in saying hey this is going to be x and well how about we just watch it and enjoy it for what it is Mm-hmm. Great points, all. I appreciate it. To, to the point, the point, real quick, just because I saw something today, and it kind of touches on um, bringing in a new character and everything. Because the the reason why a lot of us think that is is probably because of the the whole uh, Paul Bettany statement that that mm-hmm. that we've got um, someone huge coming in, and that it's someone that he's wanted to work with for a long, long time. Well, today I saw something. Um, I don't know when the clip was from, but it was some a clip from GMA this morning. Um, yeah, it was it this morning that yeah, where he, he was he, he was on it this it morning. Was, it was him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I and I think that that's a huge misdirect. You know, to and, be oh, quite yeah. honest, in and of itself, that's definitely could could definitely be and a very Marvel move. And yeah. So, so I still, if but it's something. It, it's kind of it's kind of a nice way to hedge your bet too. Like, because yeah. if you if you don't show if you decided not to show something. Then, yeah. then I, it was Paul Bettany, and it's and it's a yeah. funny, and and it's okay. The one thing I will say that you know would be a missed opportunity for you know Marvel and Kevin Feige to be quite honest, because we've watched this show the whole way through from episode one to episode eight so far, nine's tomorrow. 
we've seen and we've gotten a chance to see a different side of both Wanda and Vision that we've never gotten a chance to see in the films. And it would be a missed opportunity to say, okay, we followed this the entire way through. People are so invested. The ratings are huge. I mean, they were talking about in the very beginning from the first episode, Wanda had, you know, they were, they had hit number 35 as, you know, rating as far as like the show, like top viewed. They went from that, from from the time that it the episode debuted, episode one, up until it got to episode three, I think episode three or four, it hit number one. You know what I mean? Because people were so invested in it, and they were invested in, you know, who, who do we have? Like last week, Vision was uh, was trending just off of a a, a saying, off of what he actually a quote. Oh a beautiful, a, a oh, beautiful the, the quote. quote was beautiful. Yo, it was the most beautiful quote I ever heard in my life, and it, it, <laughs> and I think it was basically. But the thing is, it says so much about 2020 in general. So mm-hmm. I think that's why they that quote itself was on target. So we've been so invested in these characters, it would be a missed opportunity, in my opinion, if they kill him off again. Yeah, can you can you give me the quote because I don't know it off the top of my head. Just so the, the it list. says what it, I think he said. What is what is what grief? Is grief? If not love, persevering. If not love, persevering, yeah. That was everywhere. I should know that by now. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was, and, and that quote itself was everything. That it was, mm-hmm. just, it was, it was there, everything. And like, no what the whole, what the whole show is, the whole show's foundation is exactly. built on, is built on Wanda and her grief and, and her, and her getting through um, the, the depression of losing basically everybody in her life that she's come to, that, that she, that she's been, uh, in love with in some way, shape, or form, whether familiar or romantic. Oh yeah, and Paul Bettany, bro, he just literally swooned every female in the United States, <laughs> like straight up, bro. Like this, that, like he just literally, bro, because he said it's so smooth. It was so smooth, and everything that just rolls off that man's tongue is just super smooth. So I'm just like, yo, you just wooed every female on the planet Earth, and and just said it with so much grace. And I'm like, yo, it, people were so invested in this. Like, they've been invested from the very beginning up until this particular point. It's like, yo, it's it's a great opportunity to see these characters grow and go forward. So it's going to be interesting. But in my opinion, I think he's going to be around after episode nine. That's just my opinion. I'm hoping and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely get into um, to theories later on. So like mm-hmm. I said, starting off, um, we are not going to go um, sequentially. We're going to kind of be all over the place. But I wanted to start closer to the end. So it was Agatha all along. So out of our little um, quartet here, who called it and did it work out the way you thought? Let's start with you, man. Well, I think we all called it because we all, we all saw the signs of it. Um, I mean, even just from, from episode two in the intro, there was a... There, when she's in the 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 little um, like the the intro music and everything, there's a part where she's like in a grocery store, and one of the hangings in the grocery store was Harkness uh, kitty litter or some some shit like that. I don't know, um, <laughs> but it was it was definitely Harkness. And so so like there's been clues here and there, just in in and when it got colorized, the the colors that she was wearing were the were the same as, as in the comic books. She was a freaking witch for Halloween. I mean, it, it was it's very very clued into it to it a lot so i mean that one was kind of almost hammer on the head for for fans that know the the content that she was going to be agatha harkness that one wasn't too big of a surprise for 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 the more invested fans the the ones that that know um 
stuff from comics or did or at least did research while watching the show. So, yeah. um, Vinny. Yeah, it was it was definitely uh on the nose type of thing for for those who have have a background on it. The funny the funny way is how it was presented as as kind of amb- ambiguous if you're not exactly uh for sure what's going on and they didn't really explain it till the, till the next episode cuz even with that reveal it still had some fans I guess uh, assuming that it was her controlling everything as opposed to her being Agatha Harkness all along. A lot of people were were under, I guess, a possible assumption that that reveal meant that she was the one controlling what was going on in this world, and it was n- not quite the case. But it was it was great because it was you know one of those you know wink wink nudge nudge, and you know you're not sure because who knows what they're keeping in, what they're keeping out. It, it could have been a misdirect that they had so many you know breadcrumbs for us along the way. But it was uh so you know instrumental in all the you know the storyline going along that it, it just you know made sense and flowed and all the you know clues were there and then the re- reveal was great and then the follow-up was even better just home run all all the way around from on yeah we we talked about it already so i i know well in this little circle we talked about it already so i know that you knew how did you like the how they handled it with the song and the callbacks um, and them going through the decade. I really thought that was clever. How'd you feel about it? That was my favorite episode. The the last one with the going through the origin. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. The different doors. Was that was Agatha, probably. No, the, uh, it was Agatha. Oh, I, I, oh yeah. 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 Great. <laughs> I'm not I mean, it was, it was, that one was maybe the, I don't know, kind of campiest, episode in a way ironically you know despite there being you know sitcom type of episodes but it was in a a great um bring it down before they rocket you off you know it's like that that low in the roller coaster where you think the ride's over and then it has one more crazy drop off so it was like really well done it was a great reveal and just yeah they nailed it really fun how about you leo uh, it was, you know what? It was, it was crazy because, I, um, you know, hearing it just kind of threw me back to the whole monsters theme. Exactly. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like when I heard it, it just kind of took me back to my childhood of, you know, just <laughs> watching television shows. So they, I mean, I, I love the way they've kind of, you know, taken, you know, our, you know, the nostalgic, nostalgic approach uh, uh, with it. But yeah, like her introduction, even though we already knew it was her and who she was, and they had thrown like little subtle hints in, you know, here and there, there were certain things where like there's certain times where you were like, well, it's her, but is it though? You know what right. I mean? Like, is it, it's her, we know it's her, but is she the one doing all of this? You know what I mean? And it might've, you know, like, I can honestly say that, you know, the one thing that we got right, or at least I thought was right, was that it was her. But the one thing I got wrong was thinking it was her all along because she was pulling strings, but she wasn't the one controlling everything, uh, you know, that was going on at that time. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I, I thought it was a a nice little uh, introduction to episode eight. You know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm going to jump in here and um, just talk about how, I guess, ignorant I was in, in the sense that I'm I'm 
how old am I? I am 46 and I will be 47. I've literally been reading comics since I was eight. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just like vaguely familiar with Agatha Harkness, but I was like a little mm-hmm. confused because I remember, and, and today was the first time I like, I did any real research. I just like to enjoy it for what it is and then come back to stuff. Um, yeah. The whole time I'm like, that sounds familiar, but that's not right. I, I The entire time I'm thinking Abigail Brand because of the Sora connection. Yeah, so, yeah. So when she started doing the um the magic, I'm like, wait a minute, she doesn't have magic power. So yeah, I had to do a little um, I had to do a little research there. Um, just and and just because you know I'm selfish, I want to talk about <laughs> want to talk about her. So do do you, do we get um in uh Abigail Abigail Brand, director of Sword, at any time? Do you guys think? Um, no, I doubt it. I, 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 I doubt it for the simple fact that if I think the, if they if they want to do it, in which they probably they, they're not going to do it chronologically, but right. they would have to do it in a way. Put it this way: if you have Abigail, then you have to have the X Men. You have to have Beast. You have to have Henry McCoy. It's a must. Yeah, it's a must because of how the story was told. And it's so tied in. And it's tied in. And then on top of that, to be quite honest, if you have Abigail, you have to have the Shi'ar Empire. You have to. Listen, I'm with She's tied in too too much other stuff to to just throw her in there yet. Like, she's literally tied in. Especially if they're having, like, Fury running it now, they're not going to kind of switch that up quite, quite yet, but I don't know. It's it's possible we might see her down the line. But But you know what? Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Because Kevin Feige said, and he did address this before, he did say that we've seen Abigail already. Oh, I don't. I, I haven't heard that for a minute. She he said we. He said he said we've seen her, but we don't. He said we've seen her, but her introduction when we actually find. And I got a strange feeling. I know who the hell he's talking about, but he said we've seen her, but when we finally see her, we're like, oh, what the fuck. But that's just like he said, he's yeah, like he's like throwing these little sprinkles in there. He's good for doing shit like that, too. No, no, and Foggy, she'll be like at the stand when Bucky was buying a plum and it was like, see, she was there the whole time. You never know. You never know. You got a, you got a theory on that, Leo? What about her? Yeah, Abigail Brand popping up somewhere. Well, okay, so I went back pretty much the last three, two weeks now since this thing, or actually three weeks. So I've been watching like in order, you know, from, you know, Iron Man to Thor to Captain America to like all the Avengers films, just to kind of pull out key points, even, you know, before the introduction of Wanda and stuff. And the reason why is, is I wanted to actually see how they orchestrated the stones because they did it totally different from the way it was actually done um, in the books. But at the same time, I wanted to pull out different or see if I could see different people um, who were introduced. I'm talking about from the reporters that Tony ran into, um, some of the people that were, you know, part of S.H.I.E.L.D., some of the people that were actually part of the, the, um, the board or, you know, that, you know, that, that uh, um, um, Nick Fury was, you know, had conversations with. I wanted to basically see everybody. And to be quite honest, you know who I had, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, it's, it, it, it would make some sense, 
but then again, it probably wouldn't. But I have a feeling that we actually seen her in Captain Marvel. I have a strange feeling we've seen her in Captain Marvel. I really do. Specific on that one? Well, I, I, I hate to take us down a rabbit hole, but I'm I'm curious. Well, okay. So remember the scene. It, okay. So it was, it was, it, it, if you got to watch it close, but it was in the scene where her and um, um, Nick, when they first went to kind of go to the archives to find out as much information that they could about her background. And that's, of course, when they were, you know, they ran into a couple of like shield agents and, you know, Nick had to kind of get her away from it and stuff like that. Well, there was a girl that was on the steps with, um, what's with Colson. With okay. Colson. There was a woman on the steps with Colson. It was something that she basically said. And she was, when she was talking to Colson, she said something about, um, she did, I wish I thought faintly she mentioned sword. But then I was like, mm, nah, maybe I'm, she didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm watching it right now. <laughs> you watching it right now? And I was thought I was like, maybe she did. But it was just too like how everything was kind of interest introduced at that time. And I'm picking out just different people that they might have actually had interactions with. And I'm like, Kevin, who could have? And it, it, it would to me, it could have only been Captain Marvel. That's the only thing that I'm thinking about. It, it would have to be in that particular film. Because it was nowhere else, unless you're talking about the female that was watching Cap while he was asleep. When I'm like, nah, she was, you know, that couldn't have been. You know what I mean? So I'm like, well, how, who could we have seen that wouldn't have actually, we wouldn't have noticed? Or here's another one. Here, here's, here's another one. Uh, far from home. Think Wait. about it. Think about it. Far from home. The female who made his costume, who made the, the, the night monkey, could have been her. It could have been different people. The, the one he dropped know. his pants? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Is he talking about her? You know she, what I mean? She gets the green hair later, I'm guessing. And maybe, or maybe she has it and she's just undercover. We never know. Yeah. yeah. yeah so it's just like, I'm, I'm going through it. I'm like, Kevin, where are you hiding these motherfuckers at? Because I don't where where are they is there something that we as fans because we tend to and we do we overlook certain things but then it's like yo is this kevin Feige's way of maybe he doesn't know but he's just throwing it in there just makes it up i don't know it's yeah. interesting yeah and um it, it would take incredible foresight mm -hmm. forethought on his part to kind of like you know throw it a, a fairly large, a fairly large and important character in just, okay, like it's out of our peripheral that mm -hmm. she's in, you know, and, and we, and you just happen to miss it. No, like no more, no less. That that's interesting. Um, yeah, so, like this, you know, oh, I don't know my, you know what, right now, I don't care who look, and I'm going to say this on blue in the face. You just better get rogue right when she's introduced. God damn it. <laughs> that was a jump. <laughs> it's a huge jump, but I'm just saying this right now. Get her right, goddammit. Because she 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 does she she deserves her redemption. That's all I'm saying. Oh, she's oh man, she's not the only one, but that's, that's yes, that's enough. a different story. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, not get too off track here. <laughs> uh, listen. <laughs> so getting back on track, Agatha all along, like Liel was saying doesn't exactly cover it, right? 
Like mm-hmm. she's there in the background. She's biding her time. She's she's watching. She's waiting. Let's go to you, Vinny. What what does she want? She wants to know why she is not the baddest witch wizard magic user around and how it's kind of like the league when they seen Jordan like what is your secret motherfucker how are you doing this mm-hmm. and uh and she doesn't you know so most of the reveal is her trying to figure out why uh Wanda is able to do what she seems to be capable of doing because that magic is uh unknown to her not just un wieldable to her but it, she doesn't even understand uh how Wanda's doing the things that she's doing so her motive is uh finding out so she's basically just doing recon you know trying to figure out um what the what the hell is going on who are you how are you doing this i i know you know i'm i'm the baddest in my coven and i, I was able to take everybody out with no problem Yes. And, accidentally almost at, you know and and here you're doing stuff and it doesn't even seem like you even know what you're doing and you're doing all this and i think that just absolutely baffles her because she probably spent you know just like strange many 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 nights and years and months and however studying to know what she knows and wanda's just like just doing shit and doing shit on a level that shouldn't be possible in the wizarding world so she's just taken aback and she needs to learn more about her to just to to know how big a threat of another magic user she's dealing with because clearly someone who's as powerful as as wanda is and to not even really have a grasp on what what she's even capable of is for agatha gotta be something that she feels like she needs to um you know get under her thumb because who she could you know, ruin creation without even realizing it if she doesn't, you know, figure out what's going on. So I think that that was a a big part of her motivation. It might not even be malicious at all. It might be just simply, we might see it just be simply her trying to, like in the comics, just train her. So that way she doesn't accidentally destroy a universe uh, in the middle of a temper tantrum. That's that's exactly where I was going, Manny. So... Kuch, now, mind you, she did threaten her to get her kids yoked up, right? Yeah, yeah so it's a up. it's a odd uh, way to handle um, right. whose <laughs> magic is more powerful than yours may be, and you know that she doesn't quite have a grip on how she's controlling it. It's an odd, you know, bold move, Cotton. Let's see how this plays out. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, but but we we've been throwing curveballs before, right, Manny? So she so her her rationale her methods are just a little rough but could she be like hey why don't you and i do something together why don't you become a part of my cover mm. that possible manny i mean yeah i think it's definitely possible i don't think i think that it's going to go more along the lines of of the comic books where she ends up being you know kind of like a mentor and Like, like like she's she's doing yeah she's doing what she has to do to try to to bring things out of her mm-hmm. so that she can kind of gauge how powerful she is and how she how she does things and everything like that because that's basically what the first what the first 
you know, seven episodes were about. Was what like if you go back, and that's what Agatha all along kind of means to me is, you know, she's this this is kind of like her. She was testing her the whole time, trying to figure shit out. Yeah, you know, either whether it was her seeing through Pietro, or, you know, fake Pietro or or whatnot. That's that's the whole thing. Everybody that was asking her questions was asking on behalf of Agatha because yeah. you wanted to know what the fuck was up. She felt the mm-hmm. disturbance of the force. She showed up because she mm-hmm. wanted to know who this new bitch was mm-hmm. encroaching on her territory. So, but I don't think it's really has to be nefarious. Right. So, so that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at with, with, with that. I don't think it's it, like, and like you said, bold move. It's a weird, weird way. You know, she's just really pushing her by, Throwing some mystical chains around her kids' necks, but yeah, you know, we'll see what the next move is. It's down, it, it, it's going to be interesting. Down to making her relive some of the worst moments of her life. What, what do you think, Lael? Same deal. She um, what, what's what is she? What does this woman want? What is she trying to get out of Wanda? Well, I think again she has an inkling and I think that she wanted to actually see if her theory was right. And I think she discovered that at the end of eight, episode eight is that what she was wielding was chaos magic. And for what she knows about chaos magic, um, here's the thing. Where does she get her theory from and how does she know so much about it? If she isn't cahoots with someone else and if somebody else hasn't been told or hasn't told her this, or she just hasn't seen it before. You know, she knows about this. She studied it. She knows about chaos magic. She knows where it comes from. She knows about the Scarlet Witch. So I think that her character, which means, of, which her means are really kind of unconventional, but at the same time effective, I think she has to force um, uh, uh, Wanda's hand because that's the only way to get through to her. She had to be kind of brutally, it's like tough love. She had to be as tough as she had to be to get that information out of her. Now it's all about, okay, now I'm aware of what it is. And I think it's not only just about saving the world, protect, but also saving herself. She had her down in that dungeon and she kept her down there because she knew that there was no way she can wield any magic as long as she had those spells. Now she's out of the basement. So how else is she going to provoke her or keep her tamed? Her kids. So I think it's, you know, one of those situations where we'll see how it plays out. But I don't think that Agatha is as malicious as we, you know, as people might think she is. Um, I think that she's like, she's an anti-hero. She's an anti-witch, which if you want to say that. And, you know what I mean? And we see that, uh, you know, Wanda's never more dangerous than when she's on autopilot. So exactly. a big part of uh, Agatha's, you know, uh, you know, story in, in the comics was like helping, uh, helping the world realize okay she was part of one of the people who realized her kids weren't real in the comics so Mm -hmm. she might be you know her plan might be to like snap her out of it because Mm -hmm. wanda is is a lot is going to be a lot more Mm -hmm. rational and easier to reason with than you know scarlet witch and when she's i don't know it's like i said it's it's definitely a a risky Mm -hmm. risky play but maybe she figures if uh you know, she is cracking through that shell of of, of Wanda because one of the things that's probably scary to Agatha is that she's fooling. She's intentionally or maybe subconsciously fooling herself too. So it's mm-hmm. a big difference between 
you know, performing a spell that's dangerous intentionally and, you know, including yourself in the, in the spell. It, mm -hmm. she, so it's less control that Wanda has over what's going on, which means she's more, even more dangerous in a way because she doesn't, she can't even control it herself. So I think, you know, act this play is probably to, you know, use things that are close to her to, to snap her out of it. And she feels like she can roll the dice on that based on her confidence mm -hmm. and her own power. Yeah. I just, I just put something together while I was, while I was having some random thoughts mm. while you guys were talking, because I, when, when, when Lyle started talking, I, I remembered that I was like, Oh yeah. One other thing I did have about her, uh, about Agatha and her plan uh, or, or what she might be up to is, um, is that I think that she's trying to resurrect somebody. Mm -hmm. Ooh. I, I think she's trying to resurrect somebody. And because a lot of mm -hmm. her questions throughout the show were, mm -hmm. were kind of geared towards that. How did you bring this person back? How did you, and that's, yep. that's why I bring Pietro. That's, you know, and, 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 and this and that. Um, I think that's why she killed the fucking dog because she wanted to see Wanda bring it back to life. She wanted to see how she did it. And I think that going back through now, and now I'm just kind of putting all yep. pieces together. And now that she went back through the years and sees that Wanda is is like like um, like Vinny just said, at her most powerful when she's emotional, mm -hmm. when 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 she's when she's going through grief, when she's when she's scared, when she's you know just all these big pivotal moments in her life. She was she was terrified of dying with her with her little brother her parent scared that her parents are probably dead she turns off the missile i love that retcon by the way mm -hmm. um you know all the mm -hmm. all these things that she's been able to do while experiencing extreme sides of emotion so yep. maybe that's why she's got her kids mm -hmm. yeah seeing, seeing. She, she gonna, she, those, go ahead buddy. those kids those kids are toast yeah i mean <laughs> and, and in the comics aren't the kids pieces of mephisto's soul yeah, yep. it, it, they kind of like skip that step and like yeah, you know, piece of Mephisto's soul, and then when when she got snapped out of them, you know, when Mephisto kind of like reabsorbed his soul back, the kids were gone, and then she she just willed them back with chaos magic. So they're kind of like skipping that step. So the kids, right. the kids have to, it, and it's kind of it's kind of like uh, it's it's not clear if the kids just being realized to her that they're not real by her creating them from her being pregnant is going to be enough to cause the big, you know, explosion we're ex expecting to see, or if it will be them dying and then her bringing them back and then, then mm -hmm. them ha something happening to them. I don't know, but yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's all like right there, kind of like on, on the edge of your tongue. It's, it's so close to the stories that we know and they've done it in such an, original way that they just tweaked a whole bunch of stuff but the crux of it is, is just right there mm -hmm. the journey's different but 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 the destination could definitely be the same absolutely yeah man out of your theory who do you think she's trying to bring back oh you have an idea <laughs> i don't know i definitely don't I, i'm not i'm not sure i mean it could be it could be it could be it could be mephisto but I it better not be your mom. I find I find something very very interesting about the fact that that rabbit's name is Mister Scratchy. It might be her son, Nicholas Scratch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. That and of course you realize like it ate the bird like a cat would, and it's a cat yeah. in the comics. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So they, I, 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 I find I find that could be an interesting possibility. Um, but 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 the way that Marvel misdirects all the time, it, it could it, it could be a few different things. Yeah. It could. And so that's the thing is like we've seen, you know, I, I think if it's going to be a, Meph- a Mephisto reveal, like a few people have actually already pointed out, they said it could be post credit if that's if that's what it's going to be. But I, I think it is it's something bigger at play here. And that's why my black ass is going to be up till three o'clock in the morning. I already <laughs> know it. Like I, there's, I'm, I'm just saying because I'm too eager and I'm, I, I have to find out. <laughs> I just have to know. I have to be in the now. So, but I think you know, like I said, with with it's they they're 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 really really playing it poetically with Agatha. I mean, I, Catherine Hahn is a beast, and yeah. I, if I if I didn't already love the woman before, I love her even more because of this character, and I want to see her more. I love the outfit, I love the color scheme, the pattern, and that's just her transition and her range. But yeah, her acting um, is amazing. Her acting is crazy. It is crazily crazy. Uh, amazing and and I think that like I said the reveal or if she and like you said Manny and it, and it makes perfectly good sense she could be trying to bring somebody back it could be Mephisto it could or it could be you know Mephisto could be at a weakened state needing that chaos magic to bring him back in full form I mean it, 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 it's who it's whoever Ralph is maybe exactly too. right because or or you know what somebody else said and I saw this this is what's really interesting as well they said Ralph, or or either not Ralph, but the rabbit himself. A lot of people said this, and I'm like, you know what? It could possibly be. It could be strange. Mm. The rabbit could be strange, and it could be him. And the reason why I say this, it's not like he wants to reveal himself to her automatically because it might just be too much. Maybe he's using someone else to get, or uh, using a way to get close to her. And something else is bigger at play. You never know. But somebody did say it. So I'm like, you know, it, it, it's a possibility. There's so I, many possibilities. Like, you can't rule anything out. No, I hell no. I, I have a question. Though. I just want to hear what you guys think real quick. I know we're probably going off off, off the script even more here. But hey, when it look, comes... Leo said he's up until 3 o'clock. So we got time. When it comes to Mephisto, if he is in, in the show reveal, if he enters, you know, MCU, do we think it's possible that they won't just use some human that says he's Mephisto, or do you think we'll actually get with Disney a fucking devil looking, yeah, seven, <laughs> six foot, seven foot tall demon looking motherfucker? Oh, uh, I'm with it myself. Um, I mean, I know we're with it, but you think Disney's with it? Well, the the whole thing, the reason why, the one reason I think be with it. The one big, big money reason is that China would have none of that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's well, right. Yeah, they, they don't do any demonic anything nope. right, in, their, uh, in their media. I mean, well, I I'm mean, sure they do in their, their lore and their stories and everything, but as far as like films and you know, popular media, they don't, they don't play that. Man, fuck yeah. China. We can't even have black people on the poster. Who cares what they think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna follow that with you, but I was like, I'm glad you said it. Not exactly, that, that was definitely coming. Don't, don't hold back. Let that thing fly, man. That's like what the, the hell they did to, to, to Boyega? That was some fucked up shit. But you know, that's a different story. But yeah, I, I get you. I feel you. Yeah, man. I mean, it's I, it's it's possible. Curious. But like, are we? You know, what what is this? Is this rated PG 
PG, what is it, TV 13? I don't, I don't remember how the TV uh, ratings go. Yeah, um, I mean, TV, I don't think that there's, that would, probably, I don't think that would probably any of the ratings. It's more of a, kind of like a, just a, a, a company theory or policy on it. And I'm sure, right. I don't really watch a lot of the, the cartoons, but I'm sure there's been some Disney movie or show that's had the devil in it before. But like, looking like Mephisto does, that's kind of like, wow. And for what they do. And I mean, that's just, it's just tough for for me to see. I'd be really happy if they did it. I just imagine Mm. that there's definitely, if I guarantee you, it's, it's a conversation. If, Mm. if if, if Feige wanted to do it, I don't think it would be like, Oh, of course, why would that be a problem? I guarantee you would be a a conversation. He'd have to fight for it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but I, I don't, I don't think any, you know, even on their side, I don't think anybody wants it, wants it to be a dude in a suit. That's just, you know I, mean? it's, to me, it's like if you're gonna do a dude in a suit, just don't do it. Just do right. somebody else. Exactly. Mm-hmm. DC, you hear, you hear that? DC, Maxwell. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right, I'm, I'm gonna go a little bit left, guys, because as I was putting my notes together, um, I was thinking about the the key themes of the show grief loss um e- even like that that marital strife when somebody's going through something how you have to you know su- support your spouse um and it all kind of like came together in the form of bill maher and martin scorsese for me um mm-hmm. i again i've been reading comic books since i they are allegories for emotion. Um, and for these people, Bill Maher probably the worst to take the Stan Lee's death. And okay, the next day, we're going to talk about how screwed up society is because of comic books. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Scorsese, uh, to a lesser degree, they don't want they want high and low art right mm-hmm. they, they want to be able to kind of all right i i do this stuff um and this is beneath me to to acknowledge this as cinema yeah mm-hmm. i mean how do i mean we're all nerds here in one form or another how do i mean with with this being you know you you got your coat of paint your superhero coat of paint on top but this is like real stuff that mm-hmm. we all deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, I M- Miles just died a month or so ago. We deal with that stuff. So mm-hmm. really, what's how how do you guys let's start with you, Manny? How do you feel about the the sort of the the Marvel hate? Is it is it first off, is it legit? Is it people having these sort of high-minded ideals and looking down on something that comes from, you know, oh you little comic book nerds here? Or or is it well, man, these guys are making all of this bread and they're taken away from what it is we do, in quotes. Yeah, no, definitely. definitely, It's kind of like, it's it's a very kind of looking down your nose kind of, kind of opinion uh, to me that, that they don't find this to be, you know, so quote unquote, high cinema. Right. Yeah. There's, and, and like you said, there's so many themes within all the movies and all the TV shows and, and everything like that. If you look behind, oh, this is from a comic book. So this is just fighting and 
and and and long long-winded villain speeches and, and and this and that and the other you know you got to look past that and you see that this is a woman that is going through that is going through grief she's dealing with her own mental health you know. she's acting out as a result like it's 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 manifesting mm-hmm. itself in these you know these galactic um moves and everything but she's experiencing grief and we like it's like to ignore that part of it and, and focus on the glamour so to speak is it's a little unfair i'm sorry to cut you off there buddy yeah no no definitely definitely unfair i mean there there's that there's people who who would go to endgame and see you know fat thor as just comic relief because he's he's fat now and that's just funny but at the heart of it all he's just he's depressed and he and he has been for a while and and it's just been building and building and building and he's de- he deals with it in humor like he did in, in Ragnarok and Infinity War and, and and this and that but this is a man who who has a huge turning point in that movie when he gets his hammer back uh, when he travels in time and says I'm still worthy that hits a whole lot differently when you look at it from the aspect of being depressed and 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 thinking that you ruined everything mm-hmm. you know and and that and and that you've lost so many people so so when you look at it from the heart of of, of being depressed and, and and all that you see that that line hits a whole lot different mm-hmm. i'm a i'm a i'm a push that a, a little bit like 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 not not that you guys because you know but weight gain distancing yourself from your friends mm-hmm. uh oh. all of the, all, all of the behave like he's experiencing drinking like, eating getting to excess on, on things and and and, and, it, and it is the you know from tony stark not being a full-on alcoholic to to thor um go, going through his depression it's the marvel way to not beat you over the head with it it's not the same universe if these things are dealt with in a heavy way, but they are dealing with them. Vinny, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. got anything? I, I, I overtalked. I'm sorry, guys. No, Vinny, no, you're you fine. Got anything there? Yeah, to to play devil's advocate a little bit. Uh, I, I've been a Bill Maher fan for a long time. He's yes. a, like an entertaining way to kind of absorb uh, sometimes overwhelming news days and. They, you know, can broach topics with a bit of satire and sarcasm that is uh, appealing to me who can, you know, especially, you know, a, a couple of decades ago when I first started, like, being old enough to really give a shit about politics. It's a different generation now where even younger kids are, are into it. But that was kind of like a, a, a stepping stone for kind of getting into, you know, educating myself. And that is like Mars, like MO is to if something's popular shit on it and take a different spin to be shocking and controversial and like half his stick is shitting on religion knowing damn well that it doesn't affect him somebody else cares about god but it gets him attention and then while you're looking at him you're you're also paying attention to the other thing he says that has more weight and validity so he sees that the most popular thing in the world is this this superhero creator you know, Godfather dying, and he he tries to get some you know uh, you know trending you know and some attention out of it. And it's it's entirely predictable, and it's kind of shitty as a comic book fan. But 
I imagine it was it's kind of shitty if I was super religious when he makes a joke about the Pope. But yet I laugh at that. So who am I to, you know, get on my high horse when he's making fun of something that I love? So it's kind of like, you know, I take it with a grain of salt because that's his stick. That's what he does. And for the most part, he is, you know, approaches topics with a bit of intelligence and uh, spin that I enjoy. It just, you know, missed the mark on that one because it could hit close to home because that's so much of, you know, my childhood. And and we all as comic book fans know that there's so much more depth to it than that. But yet there's many other genres that I don't follow that I, you know, dismiss or don't like. For instance, I don't like, uh, let's just say country. But any um, any country fan could be like, oh, you just don't give it a chance. There's like these, I'm sure there are, but I'm going to still like make a joke about it. If it's sometimes on the radio about how I want to hear it. And it's dismissive and it's. You know, hypocritical for me to say that I've never done that about anything that other people find popular. Yeah, now that's I mean, more, yeah. but just real quick, Scorsese's point is much quicker. As a film creator in Hollywood, I can't imagine how frustrating it is for the past 10 years to try to get film made that doesn't have a cape in it. So, in a way, I kind of yep. get that. Oh, no, so, he, can, he can get films made. But, he yeah, just, but he's just, him. They just don't but make, make them for red. He would like them to but make. He's Scorsese. He can make that. But yes, you, absolutely. But, you're, but, but you got to understand, I'm sure he has friends that haven't been able to get their projects made because the studio only has so many projects that they want on their plate. And, you know, 60% of them are, you know, Marvel uh, or superhero films or a take on a obscure comic book and that I can understand in industry if superhero thing isn't your bag I can understand being frustrated that that's all you see I can imagine what it was like if you wanted to make sci-fi movies in the you know 60s and 70s but yet all it was out was westerns and if you weren't in a Clint Eastwood movie we're like what were you gonna do you know or if you wanted to make you know, a, a superhero movie in the 80s and you weren't a Schwarzenegger movie, what were you going to do? It, every, you know, few decades, there's a generation where there's a type of genre that dominates. And if you're not part of that, I can match from the outside looking in, it can be frustrating. Scorsese films are a completely different lane. So I completely get how if you're not into it, if you haven't given them a chance, you might not want to see, you know, punches and powers in order to get to the drama of a Thor or a Wanda losing her powers. You might just want the gritty in your face of, you know, dirty streets of Taxi Driver without any of the fluff or, you know, comic relief or any of that. You might just want that. Those movies do still exist. So it's not like they don't. It's just, yes, there are a lot harder and fewer to come by. So not to say that they're points are like you know i agree completely because i trust me I, I love my comic book movies but i can see from their point of view kind of like why they you know where they're coming from at least to some extent just to play devil's advocate i'm not going to drag that out because <laughs> 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 there's, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of that i want there liel what do you think about um high and low art again Bill Maher, and, and just to address the point, he he waited for Stan Lee's death in order to and and and, uh, and sorry, just to be just to be clear, when Mark Ruffalo was on, he made a point of saying not not in any kind of big way, oh you're you're my best friend, but I'll never go see a movie like that. So he's it's you know like you're you're also shitting on your friend your friends. Um, oh yeah, the, oh, the yeah. way your friend makes his money. So good on you. And moreover, I still watch. <laughs> 
I don't I don't agree with everything he says, and that's not what it's about. I'm sorry, right. Leo. Anything on this one? Yeah, uh, I got plenty. Um, <laughs> I just think he's a bitch. Oh. I'm just gonna call it the way oh. I see it. Don't don't I'm, hold I'm, back, I'm, big boy. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna hold back because the thing is, it's like this. Martin Scorsese basically created a film. He created a, 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 a plethora of different films. Now, nobody's mad, and nobody gets mad when you say that, you know what, Scorsese, sometimes you're a one-trick pony. Sometimes you tell the same fucking stories, just maybe change the narrative a tad bit, but you tell the same stories, it's the same damn mood. It's just like Preach. this. You, it, it, you know, it just, it, it just, check it, just, just check it out. All right, I'm a hip-hop head. I'm a hip hop head basically from the eighties, the nineties, you know, I'm early two thousands. I'm a boom bap head, but I'm actually a, a, a head of substance. These new motherfuckers come around and I hate it. So the reason why I say that and I bring that to, to a point is the simple fact that I'm not saying that they're not creative. I'm just not willing to give them their just due because I don't feel as though I've gotten the full respect or I want that shine. I want, I always want to basically, I want that level of relevance. It's the same thing with Martin Scorsese. I don't give a fuck what people say. He did not have to say half the shit that he said. Bill Maher, okay, bro, keep your comments to yourself. Yes, you're a public figure. Yes, you have people who watch it. And then half the bullshit that he says on the show, period, is nonsense. And I don't like the simple fact that when people are on there, and they have their views, he has to overshadow their views all the time and cut them the fuck off. Now, when Stanley died, you're a coward. You're a fucking coward, number one, because yes, you don't like the genre, but you didn't say none of that bullshit, or you basically used, or you, you might have said it before, but you waited till this man passed away, and people were already grieving because, and, and look at, I'm, I'm gonna tell you like this, I don't give a fuck what people say. Stan Lee with comics has done more than what these motherfucking public figures have ever done in their lifetime. And he's shown it. Now, these motherfuckers and, and Bill Maher is a hating ass bitch. I'm just going to throw it out there. He's a hater. And, 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 and to use his platform to kind of shit on people like me and the next man, who follow comics and we might actually, you know, and it's a form of therapy for a lot of people. It's a getaway. It's an escape from reality the way we actually see it. So I thought that was a bitch move on both him and Martin Scorsese's uh, uh, move to do some bullshit like that, to say some bullshit like that, especially to us who are fans. Look, you, you can make your films. I have never said anything about his films. I have never said anything against him about his, even though, like I said, some of his shit to me, He's a one-trick pony, but because he's a figurehead in Hollywood, everybody wants to say, I want to work with Marty. I want to be a part of his shit. He always wants to be on top. So for somebody else to come along, like Kevin Feige and Marvel and all these other, for them to come along and we start making films and genre films where people really enjoy them and can find substance and can find an escape, but for you to shit on them, because that's, that's where they choose to gravitate, we have a new movement. It's a new era. You had your time. Give everybody else their fucking space and stop being a fucking hater. That's why, with that said, I will never in my lifetime watch another Martin Scorsese film in rant. Preach. What? Did not see that it. coming. But I didn't need the fight. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, good points all. 
Good, uh, agree or not, good point, so. All that's right. The of, that's the beauty of all this. Usa, let's, let's get you, back into it. You, you, you good over there, Lara? Yeah, I'm straight. <laughs> I'm straight. I'm just, I'm just, you, I'm you, just because you just, the thing you, is. You just you unleashed, know, though. It, did it feel good? You know He's why? Good. And, and, that, I, and, and, and I'm going to keep He's it short. Good. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. You know why? Because the thing is, I look at that, bro. And it's therapeutic for people like us. And I'm so oh, yeah, sick of motherfuckers. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of individuals shitting on us for being who we are, bro. And it's sure, our bro. escape. We're in I our agree. own lane. We're in our space. And for these motherfuckers to come along and say some shit like that, bro, like that's why I'm so happy of the success of WandaVision. I'm so happy of the success of The Mandalorian and the MCU. And, and you know what? And I pray. And honestly, like I'm not like a lot of these individuals. I pray for the success of DC. I pray for that. I want them to be successful because the thing is, as a whole, this genre needs us just to do. Yes. Yes. DC, get your shit together. Leo's looking at you. Exactly. Uh, I'm I'm looking at him too. (laughs) I think we're, I think a lot of us are looking at him. Oh yeah. We, poor DC. Let's, let's, let's every, every, every time we get into these guys, it's like, Oh God, poor DC. All right, let's move on to some of the characters. I really only have um, a handful here. Anybody you want to go further into them? Great. Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda. Um, Vinny, you said in one of the podcasts that didn't get recorded, just leave it at that. Um, You said that she was more of a weapon than a person like you, we got glimmers of the the you know who she was emotionally who she what her likes her dislikes were but not much she was um mainly powers and punches right um yeah they they only have but so much room for you know so many people they were juggling a lot and they they tried to sprinkle in some you know character development for her but you know admit it you know admittedly i can't I can't say I, I'd have done a better job because we're seeing here from this show how much time it would have taken to do her justice by telling her original story. And how would they have fit all that into, you know, the Avengers films that was already juggling, you know, 20 different other characters. So before, before you go, I'm sorry, to cut you off. before you go, um, how did you I just wanted to streamline it a little bit. How did you feel about her performance to start? Uh, from. The first episode where she was playing the sitcom, um, you know, roles that we got with her straight, you know, no wink, wink, nudge, nudge, just completely in character. Like if you, you know, showed that to someone who didn't know what the Avengers or Marvel was, they might think that they were just watching a a Nick and Night show. It it was really, really uh, just impressive the the amount of effort she she put into making it as authentic as possible and she's a great actress i mean it's it's ironic that she has turned out to be you know the the best actress despite you know her sister's stardom you know back in the day but she absolutely far and away has become that kind of like powerhouse actress and she's she's taken like so little screen time that she's had over these films that she's been in and had to show just uh you know a Greek play worth of 
emotion and tragedy. And at no point do you feel like she's doing too much or too little. So I've been thoroughly impressed with her every step of the way. And I feel like, um, what a pickup, like what, what a fun for, for Feige and, and crew to, to have found her, to be able to get her shit in when she had the chance. And then like here with the show, she gets to kind of stretch her wings and she's making them look really, really smart. Yeah. I, I didn't think much of her it, it, just as an actress. And we, we talked about it before. I didn't know she at least has a nominate an Academy Award nomination from what I understand. I'm not sure what it's for. Um, I don't know if somebody's got their phone handy. Maybe they can check that. Um, but here she, she's showing and it's, and, and most of them are showing tremendous range, you know, from like, it's, it's a little bit of a different character for each era up until we get we get current. I'm really impressed by her. Manny, how'd you feel about um, Elizabeth Olsen's performance here? I, I I loved it. I feel like I feel like she really hit every beat of of every different kind of um, era of sitcom that she went into. She kind of embodied somebody from that era and and went with it from comedy comedy relief. To being a badass, to be to, to going back to being, um, you know, mother to the mother of twins and 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 taking care of business, you know, she just she hit every beat and it was always very believable and in, in 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 the aspect of going back to you know family ties all the way back to you know Dick Van Dyke, it all it all fit, and she she hit all those things with also getting across. That she's a woman in distress. Right. That she, that she. You dropped that a little, Manny. Just so much that's happened to her, and her, so much trauma, in her life, and and so you get every single beat, and she's seamless and flawless through it all. I think she's she's done an excellent job. Lael, so she she's dealing with her pain. Um, comedically, but but it's still coming across for the for the most part. I mean, well, she's at I misspoke there. Her pain is coming across, even though it's yeah. in a comedic sense. Um, yeah. Did you expect Marvel before we got WandaVision to take her in this direction? Was this was this always the plan? I don't think it was always a plan. Um I think that they knew they wanted to take her or elevate her character. They wanted to kind of, you know, tell her story because we've gotten a lot of what we've actually seen from, you know, Age of Ultron into um, Civil War um, into Endgame. I mean, not Endgame, but Infinity War. Um, you know, we've witnessed the tragedy, you know, to her her loss to you know, the misstep of her power, losing individuals or killing, um, you know, individuals. And, you know, we've actually been on this journey with her. Side note, she's fine. But anyway, oh, yeah, let's no, get back. No, for sure. So anyway, getting back on the point, um, we've, we've watched this journey. And I think that they kind of, after Endgame, um, you know, realizing that, okay, 
the world's response towards her and recognizing the simple fact that she is the most powerful Avenger, um, you know, they kind of knew that the story between her and Vision wasn't fully fleshed out and told. And we haven't actually seen it. Even, you know, some of the comic book heads who know the history between the two, um, it was the perfect opportunity for them to use this platform and flesh it out the way they wanted to. Um, I really don't, I, I think that they knew the actress and the, the weight that she carried and the simple fact that she was able to, to, to pull off the performance. I think I knew they knew she could do that. But I didn't. I don't think they knew how excellent she would be able at, at, at pulling it off, giving us the range, taking us through the emotions. Because I'm gonna tell you, like episode eight, when you know she, you know, had to relive the loss of her parents, when she had to relive the whole thing. But the moment that she relived that entire scene, and what was the the, the moment that was so excellent? It was right before Vision said what he said when she said, "I'm just tired." You mm-hmm. felt that weight on her you felt that weight on her shoulders mm-hmm. where she was just so and she gave it the right amount of motion even after that scene when you saw Agatha right behind her and wiping off her tear and then you see the tears stream down her face that woman plays this role with so much like poise and just ease as if you know she knows the depth where she had to really go with this character and I think that she's doing an amazing job to the point where I just want to see more and more of her. Like, I want to see more of her. I want to see it developed. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, they put a nice little bow, um, you know, on tomorrow's episode or later on's episode. You know what I mean? I, I, wanted, I want, you know, to, 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 to see that, you know, she and both her and Vision get their just due. That's why I want a continuation. But, yeah, I mean... She's amazing to me. Seriously. I'm, I'm going to sneak another question in here because um, we were talking about Thor earlier and now we're talking about how um, Elizabeth Olsen is conveying these emotions. Who's more messed up? Thor or Wanda? Now, now we're talking about not, not, not their reactions, but who's who do you think's more messed up emotionally? Go ahead, Manny. You think you were jumping in there. I just think that's such an unfair question to ask because it's, no, it's so. I mean, because it's it's just first. Of all, I, I just I just think it's terrible to compare trauma. It's, I think that's unhealthy, but yeah. <laughs> and dark. I'm an asshole. Sorry, go. <laughs> <laughs> so so I mean I can't I can't I can't answer this question. They're both going through huge things. They both lose parents. They both they both lost siblings. And and at the risk and and at at that point, both of them were going to be losing everything. You know, Thor didn't lose to to death. Um, you know, uh, Jane Foster, but they broke up. So I mean, that's probably something that he's he's he jokes around about it enough to where maybe he actually is actually hurting him. Oh, so 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 I mean, they've all it's it's similar traumas in a way. Like as as far as like the characters in their lives that 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 they're that mm. that they're happening to, uh, but just to, I mean to to try to quantify who has it worse that's uh, that's an unfair game to play. Okay. Um. Um. um can oh, Can I jump in real quick? Absolutely. So, it, with that question, like I, I think that like you said, Manny, I think equally they have lost a lot. And if you look at them beat by beat, like they have both, you know, they've lost lives, they've cost lives, 
I think that it would be really interesting to put both of them in a room and just have them talk it out and exchange notes. Because sure. like I think sure. I think, you know, equally both of them have, but if you ask me who I think has lost the most at this particular moment, um, I'd have to say Vinny, but for the simple fact that Vinny's lost all his holes out of his role, like every last, like he's now in a relationship and now, you know, now every hole has been dispersed and it's like, I think he's going through it. And, and, you know, I try to surround him with love and confidence, letting him know that they are well taken care of. So that's what I think. I'm laying on, I'm laying on a black couch right now. <laughs> All right, I'll 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 ask a better hopefully I'll ask a better question. Were the Avengers asleep at the wheel trying to save the universe when they should have been looking at the stuff their members are going through? Vinny. Um well if the military who's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years can't properly take care of their veterans who are going through PTSD, then I highly doubt a riotag group of overpowered individuals over the course of less than a decade will get it right. Good yeah, point. But Cap, wait, but Cap, hold, hold on, let me jump in here. Let me jump in here. But but Cap's helping other people, right? right. He's he's. Yeah. A, He's in a he's in a group during, during the five years where there's nothing going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that over that course of time, Cap is you know being there for the the people who survived the snap and stuff like that. However, mm-hmm. we're we're, ta- we're trying to quantify like what what therapy is there for people who have lost one friend in a war to not wake up when a, a car backfires outside. How do you equate that to aliens attacking and, <laughs> you know, the, the shit that Avengers have gone through are on such a scale that how would you properly handle that mentally? You know, that's why I thought one of the great things about Iron Man 3 was uh, Tony still having flashbacks of, you know, being attacked in New York. And, and I felt like they kind of got away from that a little too quick i would have liked to see that continue through i like the line that he had in endgame where like you've been a pain in my ass since you know new york way back then because you know just regular trauma of a war mo there's so many people who bring that home with them and and it affects them and we're and we're talking about you know fighting aliens and monsters and you know creatures and people with powers and knowing that i mean just think about how fucked up the world is in a comic book type universe where any given day there might be an attack from an alien who wants to take over the planet or uh you know a loki or somebody like that can you imagine the stress of living in the in us new york in the marvel universe it's it's unimaginable so for them to be knowing that any given moment they might have to go fight something like ultron what the fuck there's no way that they can i i feel like that would be a, a tough uh, ask to expect them to have been able to inwardly take care of their own on a level that you know Wanda would have needed to be take care of or Thor, and for the most part, therapy is a two way street. You know, like Thor didn't want help; he wanted he ran away, and he didn't want anyone to talk to him. You know, sometimes you have to, you know, it, it, sometimes even when you're trying, even if they were trying to help Thor or Wanda, they might not have been receptive. Sometimes you have to wait until they're ready to be helped. 
and and on and on top of that, just everything you said, I'm going to echo everything you said. Perfect. It, it, but but to the additional fact of two is it's very hard to police and and watch out for others when you're going through your own stuff as well because so, oh, yeah. sometimes sometimes that blinds you this is so this, this group of individuals every single one of them has something mm-hmm. you know to, to, tony tony's got tony's got ptsd um you know uh thor's seen everybody everybody die around him uh that that he, that he cares about Hulk has anger management issues. Captain you know, America, coming Cat lost air. everything. Cat lost everything, he, and he's and he's a man out of time. And and, a- then, and then on top of that, later on, he loses his country, you know, yes. because they turned his their back on him. So I mean, everybody's got something, and they're trying to fix themselves. It's it, it makes it. It's it's not that it's unheard of that you know people can't can't look out for each other even when when they're dealing with their own mental health things, not saying that, but it does make it harder sometimes because depending on what you're going through, then it it puts you into your own shell. It puts you to your own bubble. And then sometimes you're so disconnected that, that you don't see anything else around you except your own uh, trauma and stuff. So that just adds another added possible handicap to them looking out for each other. No doubt. On top of everything that Vinny said. Well, you got anything on this? Oh, no. I mean, I, I think, you know, what everybody said is, is completely true. I think each individual, um, you know, has their own level of, you know, um, you know, uh, trauma that they're dealing with. And, you know, just, you know, you may emotional distress, a level of depression. And I think that they don't, it's like, you want to be there, but you also, you're afraid that you might say the wrong thing that might set a person off, especially if you're unstable yourself. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't, you, it, it's hard for you to put yourself and it's like, you got to also live with the simple fact that you're telling somebody else or giving someone else uh, a level of support and advice, but you're not practicing what you preach because you're going through your own, you know, uh, uh, situation, each of them, you know, from, you know, cat man out of time, you know, losing his, like you said, losing your country, losing, you know, the woman that you loved, um, knowing that, you know, you live on, but that person has AIDS where you have it, um, you know, just, you know, that, that connection that you have with someone that you know you can never have, uh, Bucky, you know, being the way he is, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, living with a, uh, 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 a depressed state and also mentally just broken, um, as an individual, all these individual, every character actually has uh, their own uh, level of even vision. You know, a person who basically is the most uh, sentient, intelligent being, but yet at that time he feels uh, that he's alone. You know, and the only person that he has actually ever known and has um, to love or experience that level of love is Wanda, and they're only connected because of the Mind Stone. So it's, you know, dealing with something like that and dealing with all these individual issues, it's kind of hard. And then on top of that, knowing that you have a country that is really not really consistently, they're not, they, they don't have a level of consistency. They're with you sometimes and then sometimes they're not. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's like you're dealing with so much and you don't know where, you know, it, it, it boy, and, and then, and then, powers like you're dealing with powers and abilities that you're like damn i didn't want these it just happened the way it did and it's like it's it's the dependency of a of a world of a nation is basically thrusted on me to take care of things and i'm still learning a lot of these things myself so i mean and that's with wanda like you know what i mean she's she's really hasn't 
she hasn't really been taught the level of power that she has. Like she hasn't, you know, there, she doesn't have the proper training. You know, she's just been thrusted into a world that she has to figure out pretty much almost damn near on her own. So it's like, it's, it's, it's the show. And this goes back to me why I'm saying that these motherfuckers like fucking they're, they're bitches. They're, they're, because the thing is, they don't understand that we relate to these people on so many different levels because the story that they're telling is a story that we're living today. You know what I mean? So I, that's why, you know, it's, it's a masterpiece of how they're doing it. And I thank God for it, but it's like, you know, yeah, I, I think it's hard for, you know, individuals who have their own, you know, situations uh, to really, you know, kind of be that helping hand because in, in the scheme of things, we're all just a fucked up bunch of individuals. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff, y'all. Yeah, like, like y'all all into it and everything. Um, back to you, Leo. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about your homeboy, Paul Beck. Oh, let's, my man. Let's talk my man. about <laughs> So, performance. Go oh. Your boy. <laughs> Your boy. Yo, Paul Bettany's just dope, man. Like, I mean, it's the perfect choice. But I mean, I remember back in, you know, when we got um, Age of Ultron and, you know, just hearing that they were going to introduce Vision, but knowing that, you know, Paul Bettany was going to be the person playing, I'm like, yo, that's a perfect choice. You know what I mean? And just where he takes the character, his, his, his philosophies, you know, just the way he sees the world, and just his sheer performance, because the thing is, he's completely out of his element as a character, experiencing a level of emotion that an android should not be feeling. Um, but he actually feels that because he's of his connection to Wanda and how he's actually connected to Wanda. And it was interesting because I was listening to like Paul Bettany talk and he was like saying like, Wanda the reason why he is able to feel is because he's always felt Wanda's emotions. He always felt her because they're connected and her, her emotions taught him how to really experience a level of emotions that he's ever, never ever experienced before. So he never had that level of care or love until he met somebody like her, who he was connected to. And that's how he experienced it. So he had to play it as if, you know, not only him as vision, but him, you know, from someone outside of the character looking in through Wanda's eyes. So it was like an amazing performance and how he's able to pull off. And like I said, he's he's seasoned, but he just has so many different layers and and, range, and, and he has great range. But I think like even like the, the what was it? Not episode eight, but it was episode seven um, when he was in it. It was funny as shit. When he was in it, when and I, what was it, the, the clown truck or that? It was it the clown vehicle or something like the ice cream truck or something like that. It was a funnel cake, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and <laughs> remember he was talking about how he thinks that Wanda is purposely or someone's perfectly, you know, purposely blocking him from getting to her or getting to where she is. Yeah. And how basically when he pulled up to the light and those truckers pulled in, like working on the electrical power, or whatever, or they were just doing whatever. And he looked at the camera. <laughs> All this shit was so funny. But it's just his range. And and we're seeing that, you know, how he's able to adapt with each individual episode going through period by period. Like, excellent to me. Like, he's he's an amazing actor, man. Yeah. 
uh, Vinny, talk about um, Betton's performance also, but Liel just hit me with something. Um, so is, is I, I don't, I, I have even a hard time putting in the words, is Vision Wanda's creation as far as his um, his attitude, his his demeanor, his personality, or is it their connection to the Mind Stone that's given him? Because he's he's a little different than the rest of the town. I mean, he's clearly he's clearly raised up by her, but where where does his um, his being? Where does his essence actually come from? I feel like. From this version of vision. To, to be this specific. version of vision, not on the whole. I feel yeah. like this version of vision is is very akin to you know the regular version of vision. It just might be, um, you know, it was stifled, of course, in, in in the beginning. But just like her vision, the real vision, he was seen through it and was somehow always the person to kind of like be the voice of reason, the, you know, the, the person to always look at it from outside, you know, outside the box, think outside the box. And, you know, you've seen a lot of it when they were talking about the accords and, you know, he always, he always had the slickest, the smartest, the, the wisest thing to say in the room. However, the beautiful thing of vision is it wasn't always just, you know, the intellectually smooth, you know, um, voice of reason or, or, you know, intellectual capacity. He also had all the way through and including in what we've seen in the show, emotion, emotion that every man has. And we've seen him get mad at her. We've seen him get, you know, be ridiculously in love with her. We've seen all facets of it. And I feel like that's all based on when she created him. He realized like when she was creating a town, it was like people were flipping or people were, but when it came to him, it was like it was right out of her, you know, so it was right out of her, uh, you know, her thoughts, mind, every essence that she had of him was a copy. It wasn't exact. It wasn't like the vision she, you know, wanted him to be. It was vision as she saw him, flaws and all. I feel like it, that's been the the keystone of a vision all the way along. Like I was one I was remember watching Civil War saying you know, uh, my wacky theory on Civil War was that Vision did not miss Worm, uh, Rhodey at all. But he was pissed because Rhodey took out Wanda during the fight at the airport. And, you know, and, and you've seen it on his face. When, when Tony called out, he was already getting ready to, you know, you know, start shooting. And he's a, he's a computer. He's a machine. He's a synthesoid. He, he, he does not easily miss. I feel like that was... You know, he might not have been trying to kill him, but that that shot was meant for for Rhodey, and I I loved that because, like like we all have noticed, they haven't had the time to put into their relationship that for it to be on the screen at the time when they were doing the earlier Avenger movies. But yet, if you're a fan, you know just their day to day what Wanda and Vision mean to each other. And it didn't take very long in the comics. That was not like a, a, you know, 
Superman and Lois thing, will they, won't they, for a long time. That was like instantly had a connection between each other for whatever reason. And I feel like behind the scenes that was going on in MCU as well. So I feel like it was, uh, you know, a beautiful representation of the the actual vision manifested by Wanda. And we've seen that in very various and actual facets in her creation of them. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Um, Manny, uh, Paul Bettany's uh, portrayal of Vision, and is he, you know, how do you how do you feel he was, this version of Vision was created? Mind Stone, like, like Vinny was saying, is it her idealized version of him? So hear me out, because while Vinny was saying some stuff, I can't, I, my brain was wandering. So first of all, Paul Bettany, just an excellent job. He's, I think, I think anything I've ever seen Paul Bettany in, I've liked. Um, so, so even if it, even if the movie itself wasn't that great, I've always liked him. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, in this, he's just been excellent, and he hits just, just like I said about about um, Olsen and and her and her portrayal of of Wanda. He hits so many different beats. He's got that range, like you said. Um, I mean, he goes from comedic to dramatic mm. to mad to you know everything. Like he makes me want to be able to hover off the ground if I ever get in a fight. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so there's that. He's great. This version of 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 Vision. So I'm thinking here. So we go back. And we watch all these episodes of of Wanda's life in episode eight. You know all her different uh, traumas that she went through and and everything like that. And while you're talking about how Vision was made, I'm thinking to myself, okay, so she gets shot by shot, but she sees something in Loki's spear, which is housing the Mind Stone. Mm-hmm. So that's her first connection to the Mind Stone. You know, we we know that from from a little bit of backstory that we got in Ultron, but even more here. Something happens. She sees something in that Mind Stone. Something happens to her that increases the power that we've now retconned she's always had. It made it grow. So fast forward now to that part of the episode where she's making the town. She's making vision. We all know and we've seen her magic is pinkish red, you know, smoke, whatever. Everything that she manifests is red. She the the dome is red. Everything you know, the hex is red. Everything you know that she creates has this red hue around it while it's doing it. Everything except for yeah, you're right. Vision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vision mm-hmm. comes out yellow. Yeah. Gold. Yep. Yep. And what other what other what other thing is that color, my friends? That's See, right. The man. mind stone. Exactly. No, Vinny's got something. What you got? Vinny? <laughs> I, I I'm trying see, to think. Vinny triggered, me, Vinny triggered me. I triggered Vinny. <laughs> I'm trying to think when he was crawling. When he was crawling out of the hex, did he still have the mind stone attached? Because, Ooh. because part of my, uh, part of my, I just I guess going assumption, and I, I'm waiting for it to prove me wrong. That is that there will be facets of her creations that that stay and facets that go. And I feel like, uh, you know, one of the big obvious, obviously one of the the big, you know, will will. You know, questions of the show is, will Vision stay home? And what we're seeing so far is that the the hex uh kind of perimeter is 
the extent of her adjustment to reality creation, but we know from the comics that when she creates it, it's just there. So I feel like we'll see that dome lifted and there will be maybe things that revert back to normal, but it's also possible she could change whatever she wants as permanent. I think that Hex is more so to keep people in and and out. But when she's created Vision, is it possible that she has created a new Mind Stone out of into reality? So, so to that, and I'm just gonna. If Gerald was gonna say anything, I'm sorry, I'm totally cutting you out of this right now. No, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> but um, to that, before today, I had a theory of of what's gonna happen when White Vision meets Wanda Vision, <laughs> and um, <laughs> so what's gonna happen ultimately with that? And I think that there's a version of this that ends where they combine and that shows even more now that white vision is a vision without the mind stone without emotion without all these things that wanda holds dear but the other one now that now i'm putting together is maybe made from some essence of the of the mind stone that still lingers and lives on within wanda right and Mm -hmm. so now he's this essence of mind stone plus Mm -hmm. the emotions and everything that he got from he got invariably from his connection to Wanda and everything mm-hmm. like that. So it's just kind of coming back through in this uh, instance that by the end of this, they're going to become one, and it's yeah. going to be Vision again. Yeah. See now, and I and I to I I love that theory. Um, the one thing that I've been and and I think it's weak. I, I think it's very weak. People point to um, Far From Home. As as okay, well, there's no mention of the vision being alive in Far From Home, and and I think they might have still, you know, said that he was deceased. I think mm. I think that's weak. I, I I think that's that's a that's a little to me anyway. You you guys mm. like you know like down to the details way more into it than I am, uh, but I, that that sounds like a flimsy um, a flimsy argument that mm. he couldn't go into the new body and become, you know, and live again, basically. I mean, and, and also with the, with the way that Marvel is so close to being a comic, like a true comic book adaptation, and the fact that they can seamlessly retcon things, yeah. and it still makes sense. Um, this is something that, that even even if that was on purpose at the time, you know, just because, you know, one hand didn't speak to the other hand, Um you know that kind of situation well, they can always go yeah, back and be like oh well this is why they didn't know anything about it because whatever. or he faked his death or whatever yeah yeah, mm. yeah or it just wasn't reported uh, i mean yeah there's or lot, yeah there's a lot of ways that they could the, he was hidden by right sword or he was you know whatever whatever ends up happening no that's that's also good stuff all right um tiona paris as monica rambo Vinny, what you got? Uh, okay, so there's been so many, uh, you know, teases or expectations or theories of, of who the show might introduce from the Mephistos to Reed to the Mutants to Magneto, but one of the, the pleasures is there's no speculation. This show gave us Spectrum, Photon, Captain OG Captain Marvel, Pulsar, 
you know, AKA, you know, more, <laughs> you know, more, you know, more AKAs than, you know, Method Man. Like, you know, that is uh, one of the beautiful things that this show has given us. It's given us the first, you know, MCU, um, you know, black su- female superhero. I mean, Shuri's not a superhero technically, so it's it's been uh, well handled. I feel like uh, what they've done with her powers wise has been amazing. I can't wait to see her powers in the action again and whatever they do in the next episode or in future films or, you know, and uh, she's had an awesome story. We all wanted to see them do something as soon as we heard, you know, them bring, you know, her and her mom into the Captain Marvel film. We all were like, okay, when, when is she going to be, you know, her and, They've done it in a, in a very very cool way, and I I can't wait to see you know where they go forward. And uh, the only thing is I I hope it's not uh I don't want them to use it as a as a crutch to you know the hex force field given everyone powers to explain away things that have their own origins. But if they if they keep it you know if they if they keep it small to just you know her or maybe somebody else or something like that then that's that's a really clever great way to you know recon do a new enter new origin for her with her own twist on it and so far she's a great actress she's fucking beautiful and her power set is if it's anything like what we know it's going you know to be from the comics she's going to be another amazing character to watch as I've said before, I get my Mad Men fix. I'm happy. She's <laughs> great in that. She's great in this. Leo, um, just talk about uh, Tiana Paris's performance. And do we, in this last episode coming up, do we see her utilize her powers a little bit? Um, I may be the, uh, the unpopular opinion when I say about her powers. Um, that I don't think they should rush into it. Yeah. Um, I think it should be fleshed out a bit more. I mean, we, I think I'm satisfied at the simple fact that we got a chance to see a hint of it, um, yeah. you know, in episode uh, uh, seven. So I was satisfied with that. Um, I think that her character has, you know, so much more uh, of an opportunity to, to, to be fleshed out instead of just rushing in and giving her abilities that may not be true to form. Um, or, you know, the one theory that, you know, was being tossed around and I'm hoping that they don't really go into, uh, please, I hope they don't basically try to make her a mutant. Um, that, no, don't, don't, don't do it. Uh, but you think we're getting mutants. Huh? They will get mutants before this is over. Well, I, I... N- I, I I can't say that I, I hope think it's... we would. I mean, I hope they I, look. Put it this way, I hope it's it's it, like Vinny said before. I hope it's not a cop out. I hope it's done in a way where it's completely believable, understandable, and it's you know kind of you know don't do it to whereas you know uh, you know Wanda has created mutants. Yeah. No, don't don't do that. If I don't you want to say that she, and small yeah, you, if you want to basically say that she's you know Good. unlocked the mutant gene in individuals, or if you want to say that basically she's opened up that realm of possibility to where they've come from a different dimension or a different, you know, um, reality or however, I mean, that's fine. 
but just don't make you know that the the premise of how you introduce them. Right. Um, now, as far as Mon, as 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 far as Tiana uh, Paris, you know she's ama- I mean, she's humble, but you could tell that she's genuinely happy about playing this character. Um, she's really she and on top of that, she does she's 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 done her research. She's given the character the attitude that it basically needs. She's gorgeous. Um, you know, I can't wait to, and they just put something out earlier today. I don't know if y'all saw it, but they're, never mind. I, was, I know Vinny, Aunt Vinny is anyway, but, um, I got, they, I, got um a, I, got a, I got a little spoiler too, but I'm giving mine away. What? So I'm like, I think, you okay with it, Vinny? Ah oh, man, we're so close to the last episode. Fine, go ahead. <laughs> well, no, no, wait, well, no, it, it has, well, see, I don't. This what I what I'm going to say has nothing to do with the episode. This 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 show in general, um, it has something to do more so with Captain Marvel the film. Oh yeah, um, go ahead. Well, what they're doing is they're actually not only is she going to be in it, but they're also introducing Blue Marvel. Oh, okay. I didn't see that too. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Is so, that confirmed uh, or is that is that just well it's been sort of confirmed. It was actually confirmed, not confirmed, but it was mentioned months ago because I know Kevin Feige had wanted to actually introduce the ultimates. And that's yeah. if you if you kind of you know look at it, that's what they've been kind of leading up to. Yeah, you know um, how much so, I love the ultimate. So I'll exactly. there. I'll, exactly. So I'm hoping that they do go there, but I think they kind of want to flesh everything out first. But it's a possibility that we might see him. Um, in that Dennis Haysbert, please. Yeah, he would be perfect, but oh, good, mm. yeah, killing it tonight, Vinny. That's that's a, I yeah, I'm yeah, he him. would be perfect. Yeah. He, he he would be perfect, but who knows? But um, yeah, I, as far as her as a character, her as just an actress in general, you know, they, I mean, Kevin, come on, man, this is this is Kevin Feige. They they. they Marvel knows how to pick them, bro. They know how to pick the right people to play the right roles, the right characters, and they, and, you know, they invest time in making sure that they always, you know, try to get it right as much as they could. Um, even though I will say that, you know, my favorite Hulk is Ed Norton, but that's just my opinion. Um, your favorite uh, my, your favorite my, my favorite, my favorite Banner. Put it that way. He's my favorite Banner because of just. I'm with you. I, I, I prefer the darker characterization. And again, I, like you can't, yeah. I don't think you can get as heavy yeah. uh, because, because Ruffalo's still suffering, but it's yeah. not at the level that, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that Norton was Yeah, That, that we, we haven't seen a solo movie Ruffalo. Yeah, if, if we saw so a solo you can, you movie, can, then I could actually just, say, just yeah. I don't I don't think it's the Marvel way. The, the Marvel slash Disney way. I I think they're going to what they're doing. They're 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 telling you, they're showing you, but you never really get beat over the head with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that um, Norton's uh, banner fits. Keep him exactly the way he was and put him in that role with with these people. I just don't think he fits. Yeah, yeah. That's me. I mean, I mean, we're gonna get to see more of a uh, of banner. To, to maybe make a little bit more of a better judge of that in in She-Hulk because he's going to be in that. Mm-hmm. So that'll be at least a more to be able to see more about Banner. Right. Yeah, we want a we want a Hulk movie MCU style, please. Um, all right, so I got I got two more here. I know we are going super long, but um, 
Randall Park. Am I? Is that right? It's Randall, right? Yeah. Randall Park as yeah. Agent Wu. This is my sixth man of the year, coming off the bench, need a defensive stop. I, I mean, like I freaking love this dude, and he just mm-hmm. is not, not a huge part. It's, it's not you know like like anything world beating or anything, but when he shows up, him and Darcy, I love their um. They're back and forth. I love their chemistry. Yeah. Man, how do you feel about Agent Wu? I love, I love, I love Agent Wu. I, I do. I, I, I love the callback to Ant Man when we first see him in, yeah. in that was cool. in, in this. That was that was really cool. Um, and and yeah, the, just the chemistry he has between Darcy and with um and with um with Tahona Parrish with Monica Rambo. Um, it's just it, it it's really good, and and they kind of even make a little bit of light of it in the um, that one episode. Uh, Hayward goes goes where's the where's the the sassy sassy friend, and then he starts talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he, that, that that that's his character in this. But I mean, he's just he, he's he's really good, um, in just kind of elevating and, and kind of just being being a good foil for some of these other characters. That we already know a lot more of because we've only seen him and a little bit in in Ant Man too. So, Vinny, what you got on Agent Wu? Um, we as as comic book fans, one of the things that is like always like a big issue with uh, the genre and with comics itself is you know diversity and is one of the very few presence. Uh, Asian presence in all their films like you have him in White Wall and uh, I personally can't wait for Shang-Chi I'm like incredibly excited for that I was really hoping it was Iko Away who was going to be playing him but I'm still you know beyond excited to have that that presence in you know the Marvel Universe and they're taking like a lot of strides to you know as as uh, cliche as it is or um I don't know, demeaning, but to check off those boxes. And there's people who those boxes matter a lot to get checked off for. And it's, it's really cool once, you know, your team is taken care of, but then, like, there's other teams that it's cool to see involved. And he brings this – so aside from that, he brings this, like, you know, fun energy to the show that's already – has his campiness and cheesiness, you know, but he brings this this great energy, also this great – uh, cohesion, you know, is really important to Marvel to complete, you know, continuously, you know, build their world. And, you know, him coming in from the Ant-Man side of things and doing a throwback, like Manny said, with the magic trick, it's it's all, you know, there. And it, and it brings a great uh, middleman between Darcy and, and Hayward so that, you know, there's someone on his side that we already know, so we know that we can actually trust him as opposed to if they did that with a character that was new to us. So, right. on all the way around, uh, I love his involvement on the show, and and it's you know it's it's been great watching him do his thing. Well, Randall Park, Mister Agent Wu, I'm like Mister Wu, <laughs> Agent Wu. Yeah, he's he's great fun. I mean, uh, him and Ant Man and the Wasp, um, you know. His, you know, showing that he can actually hang with, you know, Paul Rudd, you know, Paul Rudd, you know, he's Mr. Improvise pretty much on every scene, Um, you know, and, you know, how he was able to actually hang with him. I mean, I, 
I love. I mean, I, I love that they they actually brought his um, you know character into this particular show, and I am pushing for him and Kat Dennings to have their show together because, like I said, they would like a buddy cop between both of them. Um, I think would be amazing. Um, it would be funny, and just to have both of them, you know, us seeing the Marvel Universe through their eyes would be amazing. So you know, it's definitely a good find to have him in. Um, I hope that we see him again. The only thing is I hope that we don't, I hope, and it's like all films, it's like, you know, don't put him in films just to make a statement. I, I hope, you know, that he, that they don't throw him just in, in Shang-Chi just because. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. leave him like, out really of it. Let, yeah, like utilize nah. him in, in a way that he's away from that and he has his, he can make his own has way. His own thing, yeah. Yeah, like I, I would, I would much rather don't, see that. Yeah, don't put him in there just to like, nah, give him his own thing. Exactly. All right, la- last one on the characters. Um, Evan Peters is Quicksilver. Now, I'm just, I'm going to say it real quick, was never a fan, sorry. Um, but you guys probably enjoyed the performance. And Manny, who or what is he? Because I don't think he is either the what the Fox um, Quicksilver, nor the you know I don't think he's Quicksilver at all personally. But uh, give us a little something on his performance, and you got any theories on who or what he is? Um. Okay. So, okay means yes. (laughs) He means buckle up. That's what that um means. Buckle up. I I I heard something about this, and and so I'm trying to remember it so I so I can I can do it justice. Um, but I mean, at first we all did think that it was just them kind of bringing the multiverse together, and 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 introducing the multiverse. And another, you know, facet to to the MCU through bringing Fox version of, of Quicksilver. It could have been very interesting. It could have been, you know, and it's very plausible, um, seeing as that she is going to be connected to Multiverse of Madness. That, um, you know, we, you know, meta knowledge, Disney just bought Fox, and they can they can do that now. Right. Um, and this and that. So, I mean, it's very plausible. But there's something that Agatha says when she's kind of doing her little bad guy monologue to um, to Wanda in the episode where she says, oh, I, you know, I couldn't get through, you know, necromancy would have been ideal, but his body is in another country, which it isn't. We'll go, we'll, I'll, I'll come back to that later. Um <laughs> And um, and no, it isn't. She, and then she and then she described it as, um, you know, and, and she said that it was that he was simply like a crystalline construct or or something like that that she used, and I can't remember the exact wording. I'll have to like go back and look at it. Um, but somebody had a theory about it. And I'm not sure if what I'm about to say is the theory or something that I just thought up. Um, <laughs> so many theories all <laughs> running together. Either way, I listen to so much stuff and, and yeah. kind of 
and, and and try to think about some so much stuff on my own sometimes that that sometimes it gets blended together. But what if what if it really is her her real brother? She just made it look like somebody else mm-hmm. because Pietro is not in another country. The last time we see Pietro, he's at Hawkeye's feet on um on a, a life on, on, a life raft on a life boat, boat. A life raft yeah um, going to going back to the to the to the hell um whatever they call it yeah, and he didn't die in so, he didn't get left in Sokovia right they brought him so home. he's nah. not, so, so he's not left in Sokovia somebody has him mm-hmm. somebody through shield has Pietro's body um mm-hmm. so this was a different theory that I saw okay this is where I'm getting this from um, so Colson comes back to life. Shield brings him back to life through in Agents of Shield through whatever alien process that they have, and and that's what he was in Tahiti during the process. And that's, they? that's all they, yeah. I never mm-hmm. watched it. I never I knew how he came it. back on the show. Yeah, they brought him back. If, if you watch Agents of Shield, yeah, they good. brought. They explain. That, Is that know, canon? He, he, huh? Is that canon? I think it was. I heard it was initially, but it's not now. That I'm not totally sure. Okay, sorry. But if ahead. it is, Shield had Pietro's body. There's a chance they could have done it with him too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and you think that this is the? It could. The it's possible. It's a, it's it's one of many theories that could be possible. I, I was yeah. asking if what he was because he seemed to be the only person. Now, I mean, we know Agatha knows everything. But he was just very, he knew what was actually going on. He was very accepting of it. It, it felt like he was there to try to pull something out of her. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that was the whole Agatha part, you know, because he, he's trying to get, you know, information. He's asking the same questions that Agatha asked in the episode prior. Right. Basically, so, almost sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, Taking too much into it. <laughs> so, 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 and she even says in, in, in episode eight that no, it wasn't totally hit, you know, her just her eyes and her ears and so like mm-hmm. she she's speaking through him and everything and, and looking at what's going on and and listening to what's going on so i mean so that so that's a possibility and um i lost my whole train of thought somehow yeah because that's a lot because <laughs> man that's the if and if it is it's a it's it's a little you know i mean from from the the actually film side to the tv side Mad convoluted, if if that's very, very much so. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, I, I I don't really know who it is. I mean, it could just be somebody that she made to look like him, and it just coincidentally was was look like Fox, just to kind of throw us off. Yeah. But I mean, it could be. It could be an introduction into the in, into the multiverse. Because mm-hmm. the because the last time we see him. In the movie, in in the Fox movie, it's like seventies or eighties or something like that, and that's around the time period that he's introduced, genre wise, in sitcom, uh, into the show. Okay, got you. Yeah, yeah. Leo Evan Peters in his performance. Did I cut you off, dude? I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. You're good. Um, I yeah. Like I, I see it two ways. Like I mean, he's. I mean, granted, he's a. It's it's a excellent actor. Um, um, he does bring like the comedic value to it. But 
I think that where Fox has always gotten it wrong with his character is the simple fact that Pietro in the books was never that person. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, he was he was never the the comedian. He was always like he was like the, the you know always pissed, always the orchestrator, always you know thinking about family. Um, you know, he had his own own agenda, um, and you know. Aaron Taylor basically played it more close, closely to the character than, um, you know, this guy did. Now, and it's not taken away from me, but I, you know, I was never really a fan of the Marvel. I mean, the 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 Fox take on the character. Um, you know what I mean? So it's just like they have to. It's a complete redo. And the only thing is now that we've introduced him into the show. They're going to have to, I mean, to face him or uh, there's going to have to be a a perfectly good explanation as to why he's there, really, who he is and his send off is going to have to make sense because you can't just basically bring him in and have him there. Okay, yes, we know that he has a connection to Wanda and it was a strategic piece to bring him in to kind of, you know, give her that push. But I mean, was it a reach in my, you know, that that's, the, he's the only part of the show where I'm like, okay, I need an explanation, a solid one, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, yeah, give me, give me a, give me a solid one because now I know that Aaron Taylor didn't, he, his, his attitude towards uh, Marvel films or just comic books in general suck. And I think that's why they basically killed him off in general. Really? Wow. Oh Yeah. Look, look it up. Look it up. You'll, you'll see. You look. You know what? You can even look up a video on YouTube, an earlier on video of him in Age of Ultron, and they even talked about it. Like his, his attitude towards comics. Like he wasn't really. He, he talks about like because they weren't even asking. They're like, "Have you ever read comics before?" He's like, "Nah, I was never into it. It was no, nothing I've actually ever read before. You know, I just kind of picked it up, you know, to study the character and stuff like that. But he was never into the in, into the character at all." at all and it's like it's, it's funny because for somebody to have that attitude but yet you pay you play both kick ass then this character like <laughs> what's up what's up bro so it's funny but uh, yeah but did not get off track though but yeah I, he's a good character but i mean a, a good actor but yeah they're gonna have to give me an explanation because i just don't know i don't know why they chose that version well so they didn't kick natalie portman out for the stuff that she said, but okay, yeah. believe me. Uh, mm-hmm. Vinny, well, <laughs> this version I, of I, I agree a lot of uh, Leo's points. That was definitely uh, not my favorite version of, of Quicksilver. The Quicksilver I knew from you know X Factor and the comics is just a much more disgruntled type of uh, you know, imagine how frustrated you are when uh, someone's walking too slow in front of you or making you wait at the post office, and that's what his whole <laughs> life. Is like, and yeah, so yeah. it gave that cool kind of, you know, like inside the, you know, deconstructionalism of a, of a hero version to the character, and that played up a lot in in the, in the comics, and uh, yeah, the Aaron Taylor version definitely was a more serious, reserved version. Also, his his power set definitely was ridiculously <laughs> overpowered. He was a lot closer to actual Flash and and the, you know, X Men films that just I I would. Yeah, I wasn't a, a fan of, I'll, I'll put it, you know, simply as that. 
as far as the actor himself, he was doing what he was asked of, and he did a, a great job with the, you know, what he was giving to work with. You know, he was it wasn't the character that I knew, but that wasn't at all his fault. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed seeing him on the show because, of course, it's like a mind fuck. Like, what the hell? They just brought in the Fox version, or here comes, you know, multiverse. Oh my god! Then they kind of take it away a little bit by Agatha, but I feel like it is completely ambiguous the only thing i feel like she really really cleared up is that she was controlling whoever that was regardless Mm -hmm. of how we got to uh, who it is or what it was underneath i feel like it's still a mystery i feel like it's just the only thing that's that's like cleared up is that she was you know controlling that person that corpse whatever it was as as a spy so i feel like it's completely within the realm of possibility that Wanda has done so much on autopilot that she accidentally brought in a version of her brother from another universe. And Uh Agatha, if so, wouldn't know that that is who that person was. She might've just seen, Hey, here's some kid with white hair. She might, you know, think that that looks close enough to her brother. Let's just go with it. See what happens. Mm -hmm. And, And it's, it's unclear. And yeah, like you guys are saying, I feel like, there's enough back knowledge, uh, source knowledge that we have of so many of these events that we can see, oh, it might go ABC or they might trick us with D. But with what they're doing with Quicksilver, one of the fun parts is I have no fucking idea. Exactly. Hey. All right, guys, we, we are going mad long, but just two things I want to do before we get out of here. Um, one, again, there's so much here. We can't get to it all. Um, give everybody a chance to think about it. Then I'll ask the next question. Um, what is your favorite episode and why? That, that's how we're going to finish out. But um, <clears throat> anything that you guys want to hit before, uh, before we get out of here. So think about that and let's go into, uh, Leo, what's, what's your favorite episode and why? Um. um... <laughs> I would have to say it's a toss-up between um, oh man. I, I would have to, I'm going to actually just say episode 8. Um, and, and the reason why is because um, we got a chance to basically go down that road and really discover the backstory of Wanda. Um, which, you know, something that we've always, you know, at least I wanted to actually see. Um, and just the depth of where she got her powers. And then on top of that, for them to finally explain the simple fact that she had powers before the Power Stone, I mean, before the Mind Stone, Um, you know, for that to be the revelation for everyone else, but us as fans, we already knew that shit. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, to finally get that, um, and, you know, just how masterful both of them played, uh, you know, their roles um, and fed off of each other, um, you know, I, I loved it. Um, and because it was it was a toss up between that and also episode seven, because, you know, the whole Monica scene with, you know, you know, her telling, you know, wanting to be there for Wanda going into the hex just to kind of be there for Wanda, let Wanda know she wasn't alone. Um you know, going back to, to, to what we had talked about earlier, what Manny said, you know, and what we were, we were all actually saying, you know, 
this was the the perfect way, you know, this show basically, even though Monica's not an Avenger, but she's willing to help her fellow, you know, superpowered individual if need be. Um, but, you know, it was a toss up between those episodes, but I chose episode eight because of, you know, the simple fact, the revelation that we've gotten and we were able to finally go back and look at Wanda's backstory. Manny, favorite episode? Um, every, every single episode gets better and better. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, every, every week, uh, you know, I, I sit there right before I watch and I'm like, it's like, how, you know, there's no way that it's going to be better than last week. Because there was just mm. so many ep- incredible episodes, like every everything, yeah. everything touched. A, like for them to get as much as they do in a tight thirty minutes, which which is pr- about average for the show, thirty minute runtime, um, and then like ten minutes worth of credits, um, <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's my only thing with this show is that there's like eight minutes worth of credits, and I don't. Mm. I don't How about padding? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, you're not exaggerating because, like, no, I'm of, not exaggerating. I'm yeah. not exaggerating at all. And it's like it's like the the Dutch um, credits, the, the, the Chad credits. I'm like, what? Yeah. And then there, and then there's credits after the credits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, 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 for them to get as much as they do in 30 minutes and and be as impactful as they are in 25, 30 minutes, you know. It's an amazing thing. And and so like from especially from episode four on, I was like, holy shit, how is it gonna get better? Holy shit, how's it gonna get better? You know, and, and it does every single time. So I mean, eight is is definitely my favorite, just in the fact that it was it was a lot of superhero stuff without any flash. Cause there's there's no there's no real throwing of powers or anything like that for, for, for most of the episode, it's all emotion and it's like, get you right in the feels, you know, make, makes you feel human for a bit emotion that you get, that you get from this episode. So you're getting all the information that you want to get. You're learning a lot of stuff about the character that is important to know, but you are feeling so much for her and and for the people around her, uh, because because of uh, of everything that she's been through and everything that they put into this episode, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a powerful episode just from the from yeah. the from any kind of standpoint. Yeah. For it doesn't even have to be part of a, a superhero genre at this point. They tell a very compelling story in this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vinny, what's your uh, favorite episode and why? Uh, all right, so I I hate to jump on the bandwagon, but eight was just so brilliantly executed, and uh, I mean, there, you know, every episode along the way has been phenomenal. My runner-up, uh, well, let me get to why eight is first. Just the everything that they tried to do, they accomplished above and beyond what I would have, you know, expected. It was kind of like the reveal episode, but yet they figured out a way to just like. Mm-hmm. Just knock you on your ass, like continuously, yeah. again and again and again throughout the episode, in many different ways and facets. I I probably spent like the last half of the episode just standing because I was just my nerves couldn't take sitting down for it anymore. It was just so just riveting. 
just absolutely incredible performances by everybody. I love the reveals. I love that I was right about the old, you know, the watching the sitcoms when they were kids, and it was kind of like, oh, that's what I got right. Oh shit, I, that's what I got wrong. You know, <laughs> all the way along, and it was kind of like, you know, the the climax of the story where you're getting to find out all the reveals, and then now you're left with, okay, now they're getting ready to, you know, go home, and. The go home episode is coming and it's kind of like, man, they, they answer so much and they still set up a whole bunch. And it's, it's just, it, it makes you feel so good as a fan who's spent so many years reading all this shit to see stories that you, as a kid, think that, you know, maybe one day you'll see this story or that story. But like, you know, WandaVision or House of M and like, that's shit that like I never imagined I would see on screen. When I was a kid, I was like, man, I hope one day I get Spider-Man. The most popular fucking characters I figured maybe one day we'll get. But we're getting these obscure, niche, just amazing stories on screen. And this is one of those ones that are so quirky and weird that it's like, how would they even attempt this? And they're not just attempting this. They're going above and beyond and putting their own spin on it, which is like giving us what we asked for and then shit that we didn't even know we wanted. Um, so it's been beautiful. My runner-up, though, is the Halloween spectacular episode for ma- for many reasons, but for one of my favorite shots in silver screen history ever is now Vision in that fucking retro yellow <laughs> walking Walking down that alleyway in the dark, and all you see is this bright yellow flowing cape behind him from that three-quarter shot up above him was just mwah. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's that was great. To, that was great to see not only only them in their retro costumes, but for them to do the kids in in their co- costumes. Oh yeah. Oh when, was, like, yeah. As oh, soon like, as oh, you gonna get Steve Wicken? Oh, I'm I'm yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah as yeah. soon as I saw that 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 headband around uh, around his head, I was like. They fucking did Wicked, and then yeah. his brother comes in. I'm like, well, that's kind of speed. I was like, they kind of made him look like another. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they got the color wrong, but in all the other episodes, if you notice, they're always wearing their colors. Uh-huh. Everybody is. It's just so much attention to detail. What a love letter to comics in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which one made- other thing I loved about episode eight is 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 I gotta kind of throw this in there is also the the end credit scene seeing White Vision. And feeling so validated. Yeah. And I said this two years ago that the next time we see that vision, it's going to be white vision. I said it during <laughs> a podcast for uh, Infinity War that we did. Uh, I sat there and I said, white vision. He's coming. Wow. And, West, and so, Coast, West Coast Avengers getting some love. I felt so good when I saw him. It was like, I, like I screamed. I was like, yeah. I was <laughs> like, I did a fucking Tiger Woods fucking <laughs> Sunday hit, hits a fucking sixty foot putt, you know, fist, uh, you know, fist pump. Like I was like, that that felt good. So on top of all the emotions that you got just from from what they gave you in the episode, I had my own little mini emotional party uh, for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. All right. Um, so I actually, you know, now, now that I think about it, I, I do have one more question, but before we get into that, um, do you guys, do you guys want to hit anything that, that we haven't this whole time? I want to um, say something real quick. Leo touched on it and I love it that I feel like it's just completely understated how dope it was that 
Wanda had her powers before the Mind Stone because mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. we don't want the Wanda Hex to become a crutch for mutants or anything else for powers, I, I, you know, it. There's a very small, really selfish part of me that feels like, okay, I don't want the Infinity Stones to be the reason for everything in Marvel. So right. mm-hmm. I, I love that they they explain that whether that she had something special about her before the stone. And of course it could be easily explained away that she was part witch. That's fine. But they did not close that door on the mutant gene. Exactly. No, that's still very open. It could, it could either, they can go either one of the, the comic book avenues with that and go yep. like, they don't have to give it to me, but just don't take it away yet. Exactly. Or, or, they, or, or they can introduce Chathan and all that. Yeah. So, which yep. I'll go into when when I guess I get my turn. It's your turn. It's my turn. Okay, so so uh, I, my, I'm going to use my time for fun for for fun, for, for, for fun <laughs> theories uh, that 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 could be possible. Um, it could be so th- we see a book at the end of episode seven when she first goes into um, that the basement of Agatha Harkness. Um, Couple fun theories of what that book could be. Um, two things. One, it could be the missing book in Doctor Strange. Yep. Um, that that we see that there's one book missing from that from that uh, from the chained up you know the the rare book section or or whatever it is of mm-hmm. uh, uh, of yes. of where they are. There's a missing book, so it could be from there. But also, if we go the Wander's been a witch this whole time uh, thing. It could also introduce Chathan and reintroduce if it re- if Agents of Shield isn't canon anymore, the Darkhold. Mm-hmm. I so actually think we're I think we're going to see just um, Chathan in um, uh, Multiverse of Madness. I mean, because that book was a big part of how he gave her those powers. It was the Darkhold. Yep. So there's that. That's a fun theory. Um, that that and be... it could be both. It could and it be could be. That... It could definitely be both. It could be that that's how you know you know that's why that's there in the forbidden section, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, other fun theory. This this one's this one's real fun. I think you guys are gonna gonna really appreciate this uh, to a, to a, to a fun extent, like a comic book appreciation extent. Um, so everybody has their different color magic, right? Even in the comic books. Wanda's is pinkish red. Uh, we see Agatha's is, is purple. Um, so if you look very closely to detail, um, Wanda's flowers in her front yard are pink and red. Uh, Agatha has flowers in her front yard that are purple. <laughs> we only we only we only see one other person's flowers in the in in and we see it in that episode in episode seven. Um, Dottie has yellow flowers. Mm-hmm. Who has yellow magic? Arcana Jones. Mm-hmm. So that could be there could be another witch in Westfield. Yeah. And, and then you, you take that back to her um kind of coming out of her trance and telling mm-hmm. her that she didn't trust her. Right. You got you, you got something De- there. Devil's in the details. Mm-hmm. You definitely got something there. Leo, yeah, anything but- that we didn't hit. Not, Vinny, was that you? Thank you wanted yeah. to. Okay. No, no, you're good. Leo, um, we uh, didn't hit. Do you want to get in? Um, I, I, 
I'm, you know what? My thing is, it's only two things that I, two other things that I want to know. Who the hell is a beekeeper? Where's he at? And also, where who who's who's <laughs> yeah, the missing? They didn't say. And who's the missing guy that um um what's his name looking for? Um, um. Oh yes, uh, that one. Who's the uh, who's in the witness protection program? That Wong's looking for. I mean, that, that not Wong, Wong but um. Yeah, that, Agent Wu. The Agent Wu. The Agent Wu was looking for because he yes, said he came is, there to basically find out or find a person who was missing. So who is it that's missing? Mm. And where are they? You know what I mean? So there's so many things they have to explain later on. Does anybody know how long this last episode is going to be? 50 minutes. 50 minutes. And it's on in, it's on in one more hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please, Game of Thrones. Please don't be Game of Thrones. It, it can't be. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) But it it can't be. It's so good. It's not going to be. It's not going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Does Wanda become the slash a big bad or does she have a happy ending? Anybody? Neither. Either, yeah, I, I I say neither one. I don't think she's going to be big bad, but I don't think that she's going to have a happy ending either, because a lot of these people don't get happy endings. Yeah, I I don't I feel like she's going to be in the mix where she's thought of as the big bad, but it will it will be kind of like it. I mean, even if I don't think I we're like going to get anything until the until the movie. Even in even in House of M, I mean, she was never really treated like, you know, a, a Doom or Magneto or you know Mephisto. She was just out of control and needed to be handled. She was always treated, she was treated in the comics kind of like Hulk, where he was lost control and they had to take him down, but he was still their friend. Well, she's wild card. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I gotta sit on that one, bro. I mean, you know, for 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 my dollar, taking people and and controlling them. The um, the I, I can't think of the one guy's name. He like he's like this real the real tiny guy who's um Vision's coworker in every in every yeah. like it's, it's totally the same setup in every, every yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, He's in pain. Yeah, he's in pain. He's 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 terrified from his perspective. But she's that's the beauty of it being. That's the beauty of it, of it being that like she is subconsciously doing this, and Agatha letting her know like, do you even realize like what the fuck you're doing? So that's that's a you know an explanation, not an excuse. But I don't feel like it would be the same type of level of maliciousness that you would need to to count towards being a big bad for a whole phase. However, if they go that way. She's certainly being set up to be worthy of it. Who he's talking about, Agatha? No, no. I mean, like he's talking about Wanda. So I'm saying, oh, Wanda, like, Wanda, yeah, being yeah, a big bad. Yeah. Um, you know what? If they went that route, I'd be satisfied because at least, put it this way: if they're going to do it, if she's a big bad, then she has to get a redemption story. Don't kill her off. Don't do that. <laughs> don't don't do that. 
Don't do. I'm tired. Don't do that. Don't. No. <laughs> don't. Like you don't understand. Years. You don't understand how pissed I was. And, and ask Vinny. I was. I was noticeably pissed in the theater during Endgame when black when 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 Scarlett Joe was killed off of off of. I was pissed. I was so mm-hmm. pissed. And no, don't do that. Don't. Because it wasn't don't. necessary. It wasn't necessary at all. And I always felt that if anybody should have shared the spotlight at the very end of that film during the battle, it should have been her. It should have been her. And that's the thing. It's like, yo, they were talking about the sacrifice was her, was a, was a, a poetic way out. No, the fuck it wasn't. No, that was, no. Uh-uh. You didn't need it. No, nah, it wasn't needed um, at all. In that story. It, it, it actually went against like what Let's go said about how you got the stone in the first place. You have to sacrifice something that you love. And if anything, she should have wound up with the stone in her dead hand. She sacrificed. Hawkeye didn't. So it didn't make sense. But no, that's neither here nor there. That's kind of like off. But yeah, I feel like hopefully. I was trying to explain that. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. however, it, 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 you know, sifts out that she's, she's still around. Maybe, you know, Strange is able to, you know, help with Agatha, I don't know. But I feel like Yeah. I feel like either I don't feel like though whatever her ending is, I I just don't feel like it'll it'll be happy because she'll have to live with everything that's that's happening. Yeah. So it'll still yeah. be a, a kind of, you know, a sad existence and but I just I feel like they'll they they may just do a, a lot of things that we don't see coming, but I just don't feel like they're gonna go as extreme as uh, a happy, you know, walk off in the sunset ending for her. And, yeah. I, and, and I don't feel like they're going to quite go the route of her being a, a big bad. Because while, especially after setting up so much explanation to her, to her, her origin, I don't think that they'll be able to get p- people to kind of like, you know, buy into uh, several films, them having to go up against her. Plus, it doesn't, who else could? It, it, mm-hmm. There's, you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't even she's she's too powerful for that. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but they I I bet you they do though. So <laughs> so that's why I feel comfortable. I feel like we, the fun part is we're theorizing while I feel like they know the answers and there's certain other properties or you know, routes other films take that I feel like they're just kinda like playing it as they go along and I feel like uh-huh. one of the things I'm really happy about is I feel like they they have shit mapped out for so many years and now they have the TV shows to you know accentuate their film because you know there's there's only so much story you could tell with a, a typical yeah. two year two films a year so I'm so excited at, at what's to come from the amount of time they have for storytelling with them doing TV shows now Yes, indeed. Yeah, like yeah, it's something. For me, I, 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 I just, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited because you know we get this two weeks from now. We actually get Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, you know, it's a great lead off. Um, I, I think with her, with Wanda, if we get, you know, the progression of her character, and that's the thing is like there, there, it has. 
you know, a lot of people's perception and their theory is that she is going to be back going into Multiverse of Madness. I don't think it is. I don't think she will be. I think she's just going to assist. At the same time, I think that Strange is probably going to try to help her understand the magic that she wields. Um, you know, who who knows? It could be both Agatha and Strange. I don't know. Like, it, it could play itself out in so many different ways. But if we don't see Agatha in anything else, we will see her in Fantastic Four. Hmm. Hmm. Something to consider. All right, guys. Great show. As always, this has been Geek Goodness Reviews. We'll talk yes, to y'all. Talk to y'all later. Peace. Peace.